You are now listening to Well, Well, Filling Out. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ex. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? <laughs> you guys. <laughs> hey. Uh, wow. Wow. I feel like I start every new episode of Wow Wow Villanelle with just sounds of, okay, let me just get this out. Carolyn, what the fuck, <laughs> Carolyn? What the I mean, you think I'm you know a girl, you know what sure I mean? That we adjust those ridiculous levels that I right. just saw peak on the screen and post, but I just had to get that out. And now I understand that. I mean, so this was the first week. You guys remember last week we were talking about AMC, you know, hitting us with those ads that we had to say yes to about right. watching Killing 48 Eve. 48 hours early. And I'm we like, did that, but I'm not really <laughs> sure it's a good idea anymore because I suffered oh, extra. longer than and I, I needed. I had to right. be quiet. That was the part that I didn't like being quiet. Well, yeah, because we met up, uh, Terrence and I, to watch Avengers on, what, a couple days ago. Yeah. For ourselves, but also for our Marvel podcast that we are on. And I had actually already seen it literally just prior to seeing it again with Terrence and the rest of our hosts. And uh, the first thing out of his fucking mouth when he saw me in the theater was, Carol! <laughs> and I was like, bitch, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. Don't you dare spoil me. Don't you say a goddamn thing. Because I was more aggro about those Killing Eve spoilers than I was about Endgame spoilers. Right, to be I mean, honest. I priorities. Like, Don't you do it. Look, I, and it was so fucked up because after I watched this, it was the first time we watched it like separately. And I, I was so fucked up afterwards. I was pacing. I no, didn't know what to do with myself. I was sort of still just in a haze of like, wow, Jodie Comer's a really great thespian. What a time to be alive. Because, you know, me, I'm always so harsh on like actors and whether or not they're flexing to the best of their ability. And there's no doubt that Jodie Comer is all the way fucking flexing. And she's putting in the ring several with other Sandra thespians oh, right. in, her, in her class range or her age range. Too fucking shame. Too shame. She's, she's like, they don't write good enough roles is what she's don't. saying. No, I mean, because hello, the bitch been around the streets, but it's not until this show that you finally gave her a vehicle to show all of the delicious range she has to offer. And like, she's, I mean, I was saying this to my friend the other day when we were watching it, but she gives me like, you know, there's been a few times in my life where there's been actresses, because of course I love actresses generally more than I love actors, but I also feel like they've been better just on the ratio. But yeah, she's given me like Angelina Jolie, Circa, yes. Girl Interrupted, and Brittany Murphy vibes from the early 2000s she, where I watched their films and I was like, yo, um, living She's legends. got it, right, okay. <laughs> like she got the shit, she got the stuff. Where's her Oscar? I'm predicting it right now. Whichever lucky bastard is the first person to get a serious quality dramatic film script in front of Jodie Comer's fucking face oh, everyone's will be making getting money. an Oscar. Yep. And also I will be first in line. I, <laughs> I'm i the new president of the fan club of the Give Jodie All the Awards fan club because... All the things. All. Uh, I just... I have a lot of feelings. And this is how it always is when we review this show, but wh why? And, and, how? And like, I'm sad because so much. if I get everything I want, 
then we don't get to see the sides of Jody. Do you get me? So it's like that's true. That's, that's true. What, so it's like people are taking things this show away is from fucked me. Up about giving me what I want, but then at the same time, it's giving me what I want. It's putting me through excruciating pain and agony as a fan. Yes. But, you know, I guess kind of yay, because it's not that often anymore that a show actually pulls me to those emotional depths where every time I've looked at the scene, I mean, it's like we were saying, it's hard to fucking watch those ending scenes. Yeah. It is so painful. I'm so right there with her yes. in pain that I don't want to do it. It is it is harmful. That's how I described it to my friend who was like, hey, how was that killing an episode? And I was like, prepare to die. Uh, yeah. Prepare to be annihilated. Prepare to have your soul and heart crushed. And this is before the crux episode, because if they're... Writing how I think I'm they're writing. I'm not even ready for this episode is, five. We were saying I'm last week, ready, and I was man. like, "Well, at least we get one episode to kind well, I mean, of cushion." You know, and this was not a cushion. This but was, it, it was, <laughs> but it wasn't. Like, so you were half. I mean, we were right. We were like, we were hoping that Carolyn's boss would be a woman. We were hoping, or you, we strategized that okay, this would have to be a ghost-heavy episode for obvious reasons, and it was in a sense. But right. we still weren't ready for what they were uh, absolutely planning not. to do. So, you know what, guys? We're just going to take a moment here to decompress. I'm going to get another cup of coffee. We're going to watch this fucking episode one more time without commercials because now we have the AMC premiere package and we'll, we'll be back to right. start our therapy session because I think we all need a group therapy session after this last episode. Yes, and do yourself a favor and get this uh, premiere package. I mean, we're not like sponsored or anything, but you know, you never know. They may hear us. It's the us price and... of two coffees a month. Exactly. But if you a can't month. afford that... I'm sorry. And you get 48 hours advanced access to the episode. It's like, that do you, you want to eat an extra meal or do you want to watch Killing Eve early? I don't know. You know, it's just... <laughs> I mean, it's you priorities. know, I could definitely skip a meal, so that's fine. Yeah. All right, guys. So, mm, look, we're about to go back through it again and we'll be back to, right. to talk about this episode entitled Desperate Times. barely alive what how do i sit still and do this i'm when the green gook is in your system they didn't have to do me like that they didn't have to do me do me do me like Uh, that you know and we had seen i'd seen speculation online and it was weird because it just i only noticed the speculation maybe because i was really busy last week i don't know what the fuck with all the marvel shit but I didn't see that people were speculating about Hugo and Eve. I didn't know that that was something that was happening. Uh, Hugo, and I and wasn't I, anything I, with the pulse because look, Hugo has been Hugo's a horn dog. That's for sure. Gesticulating. Things. Don't do that move. But that's what. <laughs> Don't but that's, do that listen. move, Terrence. I was like, what's that? He's yeah. He's just that's one of those. Scary. He was gyrating, you guys. That's what Terrence was just doing. And Hugo. Yeah. Hugo, I get the feeling he would fuck almost anything, but considering his leading line into this episode is like, oh, I liked her body, or he does he say some shit like that, or I liked he her body, like, or not her face, and you know, I wanted to yeah. fuck her, but I didn't want to listen to her. But Because like, okay, she's cool. like a vegan or something, he's like, oh, what the fuck, ever. So you just don't fuck people because they're vegans? It was weird. <laughs> and then, of course, he's having this conversation with the pregnant woman that he would still screw, so there's that. And I'm pretty sure... <laughs> Listen, she was probably trying to change the subject. They probably walked in and she was like, well, what about that other girl that you have followed well, you around? both Jess and Hugo are plants, but... They are. We have, we, have, <laughs> we have varying opinions about these fucking losers. Look, okay, let's try to organize ourselves. Let's try to find some semblance of calm. 
to try to go through this in some sort of congruous fashion for you guys and just get, get through it. Get through this fucking episode before it completely rips our heart out. And probably yours, too, if you watched it. Um, so, oh, we should also make a note that since we almost never make these notes, but since the writer was the same for the first, ep- first four episodes, I think that's okay. And that is Emerald. Uh, for now, the new showrunner, she is responsible for writing episodes one, two, three, and four, which, of course, includes this one in Desperate Times. And... Um, I just want to say thank you, but also fuck you, Emerald. Yes. Because, every, yes, really? Exactly. Wow. You could have let a bitch know. Yeah, so there's that. That's the name of the episode. And we start with whom? Whom do we start with? Who do we, who do we start with? I don't know. The person who's put me into my current state of just like frustration yes. and agony. And that is Carolyn, Carolyn. Goddamn Martin. And so she HBIC Martins. And I knew she was the HBIC, but I played <laughs> myself with not expecting how fucking much she was going to level up this episode. So we see Carolyn and she's in what looks like to be someone else's office. Uh, she is sitting in what definitely looks like a waiting area. She has this For biker sure. uh, magazine that she's sort of like flirting with the idea of picking up because she's like, why am I sitting here? Like, I'm guessing she's not used I to waiting. She's, well, see, I, yeah, well, we were having a difference of opinion. I think that she, you know, because she does look nervous in that situation before she even goes in when she's eventually told to go in. I get the impression that, like, you don't show up at that office. Like, you could probably call in your updates for certain things until you're, unless you're in trouble. Right. And I get the feeling, and especially with what, um, was it, what was the boss's name? Sarah? Sarah? Uh, that wasn't Sarah. I don't know. Yeah, boss, I can't think of her name. Boss name, she mentioned Lebanon. Like, she had just, like she said, you cocked it up already once in Lebanon. And I get the feeling that that receptionist trolls Carolyn the way Constantine is currently trolling Villanelle in a certain sense. Where, like, she's a bigwig, but, you know, she's she a gets wig. in trouble. She saves the world, because right? he didn't Because he was fucking with her. He had a shit-eating grin on the whole time. Right. He was like, oh, why and are you, you were like, He just typed her name in the computer. She was like, oh. Oh. See, you're giving him you're, oh. you're 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 going you're going too far. Like you think you type the name, and I don't think that's I don't think that's necessary. I think Carolyn is big enough that you know who she is when she comes in. I think that Carolyn fucked up so much. He probably heard his boss screaming in the room, so he knew Carolyn was coming in for what she was coming in for. And I think he waited until she got comfortable, probably by via instruction of his boss. And the minute she picked up the magazine, that's when he was like, "She's you can go in now. Because she was looking at him like, can I go in now? Can I go in? Right. He was he like, was, no. Right. And it wasn't until she picked up the magazine, he's like, oh, you can go in now. And she's like, you little bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I would, in my mind, or my mind's canon, that is something that happens every time she gets in trouble, that her boss's receptionist has fun and is like, mm-hmm, you here again? And uh, you pointed out that what is she supposed to be, Eve? Uh, right. It, Eve 1.0? Because right, she began exactly. in trouble with her boss. Yes. Interesting development, uh, To me, this is definitely not her first trip to this office. And it, they clearly are, right. it clearly isn't. That's what I'm saying. It's clearly not. She's it clearly happens a lot. favorite. If, like, there was a jest there to, to say that. Like, yeah, Carolyn's the favorite. She gets to do whatever she wants. You know, she saved the world, like, a billion times. But also, she's... I would also you know, like to think it's not just about saving the world, but it's like the the bond between women, especially in such a boys club yeah. like being an assassin, that if you get to the point of Carolyn's boss or Carolyn herself with that kind of power, you look out for another bitch. You're like, you know what? You fucked that up real bad. But I'm going to give you another chance because that's that's what we do here. And, and um, that gives Carolyn goals, I guess, if we're thinking that we're hoping that Carolyn's looking to eventually level up into her mean? boss's role. Carol's already. 
already leveled but, up. Right, but she still answers to someone is what I'm saying. Maybe, but we don't know how many people Carolyn answers to because we don't we don't know if she's in right. the 12 or not. That's All true. we know is that the bitch is playing a long game because that was very, that was at the very least what was cleared up in this conversation because and, she, you know, she tries to start talking with her boss and there's some small talk about Paul or whatever, who I guess is a bigger boss, who's a dude and how he just got left by his boyfriend. And, you know, she's basically like, okay, I'm eating some Pringles, but you know what? We need to cut Project Mandalay because clearly, <laughs> clearly things are a mess. And that's what we said last episode with how badly Eve bungled it. It's a fucking mess and someone had to be upset. Yes. This is that upset person. Carolyn tries to be like, oh, well, I don't think it's, you know, that's not that bad. And her boss flips her shit a little bit. She kind of like... I mean, and this is where she is like Eve. She has that Eve energy where you've completely bungled the operation and your boss is like, yo, you bungled it. And you're like, well, actually, I mean, it wasn't that bad. And they're like, what do you mean it wasn't that bad? It was horrible. It was fucking horrible. I think I'm going to play a little a little piece of that selection real quick. Christ, Carolyn, if I wanted to get screwed till my asshole bled, I'd go down to Torture Garden on a Friday night and ask for the full shitting English. Oh. <laughs> Constantine was in your house. The least you could do was be a passable nanny. Now, I'm the cunny left holding mm -hmm. this shit cake. <laughs> the cunny. I mean, that sums it up. Carolyn tried to sit there all nonchalant and her boss had to stand up, toss her Pringles a little bit and be like, bitch, like Constantine. I mean, and she deserves that shade because, yeah, Constantine, one is in your crib, ho. Like you're a super spy at the very least should have been bugging your own damn house to know when Eve came in that to be true. like, because she should have expected Eve on her bullshit. Eve sold you down the river with Vlad and Constantine twice, twice in Russia, bitch. But you didn't know she was going to come and see Constantine again to be like, tell me about Oksana. <laughs> Where is and Oksana? Wait, the parallels, because we were yelling about this with, I'm not even going to do the spoilers for the movie we saw and didn't fully love, but we were like, oh, you just got to have tech that's just out that people could just manipulate without no kind of like walls or alerts saying, hey, mm -hmm, someone's mm -hmm. accessing this level of something that should not be because it's not you. But you know what? No, it's true. And so her <laughs> boss should yell at her for that. Like... <laughs> Carolyn, you have more experience, girl. You should You're be more prepared. Agent. Your house is, is, if that's your most sensitive area of where you can be uh, compromised, then you need to double up on your protections. Kenny is in your house. How does he not have? But not, I just, <laughs> not just like, I mean, Kenny, well. Kenny is in your it's house. Not even, it's less about Kenny and more so about Eve and Vlad being there because Kenny is easily figure outable. But if you have a super spy staying in your house, who's on the take or now has switched sides or is on the snitch and you have an agent who at every single opportunity has taken your secret information to get what she wanted out of a situation, then you should be anticipating things and bugging things like Villanelle did with Bill and Eve, just like more stuff. And so I'm yeah. not, I'm not convinced that, that Carolyn doesn't have those things intact because by the time this conversation ends, you know, she basically says to her boss that everything is going according to plan and mm. that it's all fine, which would then mean <laughs> that it was like I suggested last week that Carolyn is manipulating Eve and that she has been manipulating Eve for a very specific purpose, very specific end from the moment she got her. And yeah. that makes sense because Carolyn's been in the game for a minute. I don't I, I refuse to believe that she's ignorant and that she doesn't know what she's doing and incompetent reckless i think she's absolutely reckless because to have eve on your team is reckless and apparently whatever she did in lebanon was reckless i'm trying to find out what that was carolyn i think the secretary knows he's probably in his group text because he can't be on social media he's like she's getting screamed well, when's at the big boss right gonna now? meet eve when's the big boss gonna meet eve and be like caught pot meet kettle kettle pot right i could see it <laughs> and then her first words are gonna be like ugh 
I can see what you see in her. Like it's something like that where it's well, like she literally sees herself. Right. Uh, no one can convince me now <laughs> that Carolyn is not seeing a mini her when she's dealing with petulant Eve who doesn't follow any of the fucking rules. And you know, she, even though she would never admit it to Eve, but hello, yes, you are a hundred percent correct. And I'm definitely on board with that vision. Yeah. So at least, you know, the boss was a woman. That was absolutely what we wanted. It's fun to get what you want. Um, but also it just really made me worried for both Eve and Villanelle because Carolyn is fucking scary to me. I think she's probably borderline non-neurotypical at least. Yeah. Sort of like Villanelle. And we just haven't fully explored the depths of depravity and just darkness that Carolyn could fall into. But, you know, she goes out, she leaves the office after the meeting's done and she convinces her boss it's going to be fine. She's like, well, okay, sorry if I was sounding a little cross, you know. What should I tell Paul about his boyfriend? <laughs> And she goes outside. To see. Yes. And she goes outside and she makes a call, I believe in German, to someone. And we don't really know what she's talking about, but I'm pretty sure it has something to do with Eve, tailing Eve, watching Eve, something to do with Villanelle. Whatever her plan is, that's part of it. Uh, I she also if... had an interesting look on her face when she walked out. It was kind of yes. like, it was a mixture of like relief, like, okay, I got away with that. And then also, well, I got away with that. It was like a weird. I can just describe it as Carolyn energy. Yeah, no. I, yep, I agree with that. And the camera follows her as she does her stern walk away where it's like, I do not want to be in that kind of a position again for for some time. Like, I don't want to yeah, be... Yeah, it was, it was a weird mix of like, I don't want to be in that. I'm glad I escaped, but also zero fucks to give. Like, it was just... And that's kudos to Fiona, Sh- Fiona Shaw's acting that she was able to convey at least all those three emotions to me of like, was concerned possibly still am concerned but also not concerned at all because i'm the boss bitch and i'm gonna do what i have to do like the confidence that comes in chaos that eve also has which is why you know i feel like they're very similar which is you know probably i mean you remember in that first episode or is it second episode i think it's the first episode where eve is like well why do you want me for your team and she's like well you jump to insane conclusions <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like what about you carolyn what about you because it's a pretty ridiculous conclusion to assume that eve is an asset to the team Versus getting your ass fired by the big boss. But that's where we are. And so from there, we cut back to what? The MI6 office. And yes. Hugo and Jess are arriving for work. And Hugo's talking that bullshit about some girl he wants to fuck but not fuck. Because he's Hugo. Yes, because dealing with him or seeing him and then thinking about sex is something that we, the viewers, just need to tolerate. Apparently. For, for a reason. Some reason. Well... I mean, the, this episode, I feel like while I was disgusted and swallowing my puke, looking at Hugo half the time, I do feel like the purpose he's supposed to serve in this story was maybe a bit more revealed to me so that he's not entirely fucking useless, but definitely fucking annoying. But that's most of the dudes in the show. So the only exception who didn't annoy me was Bill. And even Bill annoyed me like two times in his short lived presence in the show. So. <sighs> It's all right. If he would have kept his advances to himself, he would be alive. Is all I'm saying. Keep his hands to himself. That I'm too. The, the, the Italian dude who lost his life. Remember, she told him too. She was like, "You really should ask for a touch of hell. Like mm-hmm, you shouldn't just mm-hmm, put your mm-hmm. hands on." He's somebody's like, "Are shoulder. you my present? Fondle, 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 fondle. Like, ew. That's gross, Grandpa. Yeah. And so Jess and Hugo get there, and they discover Eve on the floor amongst several papers, looking like she's been up all night or just like for lots of hours. She's doing a, essentially the Winona Ryder. If you've ever watched uh, Stranger Things, where she's like, "He's here. He's he's kind of here, and he's at the walls." And she draws like that map. 
you'd have to see it to know what I'm talking about. But her house looked like this entire like maze of like pathways and tunnels. And I was like, you, this is why is this happening? And anyone who would visit would be like, oops, time to go. Hanging up Christmas lights in the daytime and the in the summer no nope. i mean she Want looks no like parts. a disorganized researcher i'm not gonna fault her for that and I, honestly that's what she needed to be doing because she was straight up threatened by carolyn she needed to be pulling an all-nighter to connect where the ghost was going because carolyn made it very clear that the ghost situation needed to be wrapped up asap if she did not want to find herself in the brig or some other place that they send derelict agents who they cannot be saved or rescued and so, yay that, you know, we sign, we finally get some insight into the fact that maybe Eve isn't just a Villanelle expert, but she's just like a lady killer expert, which would totally make her a misandrist, which makes me happy. But yeah. she displays that she has research skills, that she's not the best spy out in the field, but she's a heck of a researcher and intuitive and is able to connect the dots in ways that many other people cannot. And this skill is on display in this episode. And she talks about how 10 months ago, the CEO died of the Peel Company, but that six months before that, his girlfriend, ex-girlfriend died from anaphylactic shock, and that even though he had diabetes and she had a bad shellfish allergy, that these deaths were made to look accidental and super clever. You see her wheels going like, ooh, this is actually a little bit more interesting than I thought it was. I wonder what it's all leading to. And I believe from there we cut to Constantine in Villanelle in Amsterdam, where he's giving her her new kill assignment and she kind of looks annoyed. He's like, don't be a snob. A kill's a kill. Job's Is a job. Is it a kill? Is it a job? Because this, there's a few zeros missing <laughs> from this. See, I don't, I, I'm of a different mind. I do not think that Villanelle was less satisfied because there was less, there was zeros missing because the packet of money she got looked equal to what she got from Raymond. I think it's the issue of the fact that it's a regular kill because when we talk about, and the fact oh, that she's- Oh, they're not high profile. Well, it's not even just high profile. It's that what, what connected her to Eve is the fact that she was killing for the 12 and whatever murder she was doing was part of a bigger picture and some bigger plan by not doing kills connected to this overall conspiracy of which Eve had to look into after a point when she was hired by Carolyn it basically makes her kills less grand less special and less likely that Eve is going to have her attention pulled to it because it doesn't fit in line with her MI6 stuff and like what's the 12 up to and maybe that's why Constantine tries to like inspire her a little bit and it's like hey show Eve Plastry what you're missing like show what she's missing out on you think she you know she's over here with the ghost thinking the ghost is special but show her about you remind mm. her about what Villanelle's fucking skills remember who you are oh my god <laughs> and then Villanelle makes a amazing comment about the shirt that uh Cassidy has on like I don't know if you saw it it was like this very odd it was a choice I mean (laughs) I'm starting to give Constantine a break since he's the only one here for Villanelle in this very dark and scary time in her life where she's feeling shit and she doesn't quite know what to do with herself but his his shirt was kind of corny and would Villanelle be Villanelle if she wasn't talking about somebody's whack fashion no, no, she no. wouldn't be. No. And so the next shot of them is in the, what is it, the Rijksmuseum, um, which is a museum in the Netherlands, and they're looking at art. And uh. she's like, this is boring. <laughs> she's had enough of the art. And he's like, but this is all very valuable stuff. And I'm like, are they planning a heist? I was over why they were here. I was like, I don't get this. Why are they here? Was he meeting like his client here? But they already had the client's information. So no, that's not what was happening. They don't interact with anyone else in the museum. They're not with the tour group. This is them. This is them. Yeah, this is right. This is them. Yeah. I mean, they're in a new city. 
who knows when the last time Villanelle was in Amsterdam. Maybe she's never seen this famous Netherlands or Dutch museum. And so he takes her inside to be like, look, let's look at some art. And her response to me is kind of like a scene that was in Black Sails when they, you know, there's a, a painting and, you know, you can say that one is like from the caliber of like Rembrandt or something like that. And then just like some street artist and someone is trying to explain to a pirate that like one painting is really special and, you know, high quality and the other one is just a shitty painting. And the guy's like, well, one has tits, the other has tits, one has an ass, the other has an ass. What's the difference? And that's basically Villanelle's energy. Yeah. That's her energy in this museum. She's like, well, it's naked women <laughs> and, and penises and flowers and grapes. <laughs> like, I don't understand why this is supposed to be interesting until she sees that one painting. Where there was no women and no penises. Well, more importantly, <laughs> there was a disemboweled man. There was yes. two disemboweled men. And I don't know if you guys looked this up, but the name of the painting is actually The Corpses of the DeWitt Brothers, who were some actual ass humans in Dutch history who were murdered in the 1600s. And this painting is a retelling of what happened to them and how they were disemboweled by Jan de Bain. I I'm, believe I'm saying that correctly for a Dutch name. But yes, that's, that's, that's what she was looking at and that's what caught her fancy. Imagine needing to capture the humiliation of someone being murdered in the portrait. So like there was so much petty in this brush stroke. And she I guess she was able to tap into that petty. It was like How was mm. it not humiliating to paint <laughs> someone who's dead? That's just what they did back then. They were like, Oh, this person just is being hung or disemboweled. Quick, get to the artist. <laughs> and so that's how they hold preserve that the pose. shit. <laughs> that's oh, how wait, they preserve that shit. You're dead, you're gonna hold the pose anyway. When you go to, if you go to the website, or I mean, it says it on a few different websites, including the the namesake of the museum, where they talk about it. But it starts out with the phrase, the ultimate humiliation. They were assassinated by their political opponents. And evidently in history, it's just seen as humiliating as hell, of course, to have these noblemen, you know, hung upside down stripped naked and their innards turned into their outerts yeah and villanelle's like wow this is true art and, uh, <laughs> something about this really speaks to me <laughs> like, something about this really it really gets to me and of course mm. she and you know they didn't show us this shot they should have been in the deleted scenes but i would have just loved to see villanelle in the postcards gift shop. <laughs> well no no not just that in the gift shop like looking for stuff with that particular art on it mm -hmm. and being like hey i'm looking for the one with the disemboweled men and they're like disemboweled men oh 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 you mean the corpses of the dewitt brothers sure 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 we have postcards over here she was like perfect i need to send a note to my girl about when she can look for my latest letter we didn't get to see that but we know that that definitely fucking happened yeah that was deleted we didn't get to see that as a deleted scene but do what we do get is a pregnant jazz plant and eve as they, they the are plant the she's a plant and then they make their way inside But a of, plant for what? Like you keep saying plant, but plant for whom? For what? I guess if uh, she we'll tells Carolyn Intel, if she gives Carolyn Intel, that's just her job. That's All right, what she's fine. supposed to do. So she's Carolyn's <laughs> rat that's on Eve's team because Eve is such a loose cannon that she needs someone to help keep her in line. You also said Hugo was a rat this yes. episode. So this you just episode think everyone's a rat. because first off, it was episode one where Carolyn is saying, Why are you and Villanelle so fond of each other of one another? And then 
the fact that now other people want to know um, it's because Terrence, all you have to do is look at eve's face <laughs> all you have to do is look at her actions to be like there is something happening between villanelle and eve like you have to be the least perceptive person in the world to be like oh no they're just friends no you just look at the way she talks about her the way she reacts to her the way her fucking pulse probably quickens the way her breathing gets a little erratic i mean if you're not perceptive why are you a spy so i would be upset if fucking hugo and jess and the rest of them were like um so what's really going on with you Villanelle because every time this bitch is brought up something changes in the room the mm-hmm. air gets heavier you get more intense your eye starts to twitch and I'm just wondering like is there something going on so I feel like no I mean that's the joke for me is that no one can't not notice it including Nico and Nico's completely out of touch with his wife he's like it was a Villanelle again Is <laughs> <laughs> Villanelle causing this issue and uh, the fact that he would even have an inkling I think he and Eve would be maybe the last two to actually be like oh my god it is something, but we're not there yet, but we will get there. So after Villanelle, you know, says, oh, they look like bacon because, you know, they're being jerky, dried out, hung upside down. Um, the receptionist is like, do you guys want kombucha? Like all this complimentary stuff because, you know, we're a fast, we're a forward thinking intellect company. And, uh, you know, they say, no, we just need to speak to um Mr. Peel, and they're like, oh, okay, well, here, take these forms a piece. What is this? Oh, you know, it's a basic sign-in sheet and NDA forms. And they're looking at them forms like, <laughs> we're not going to fill these out because, hello, we work for my six, and we're here to actually collect information that we can use for our cases. So I don't uh, know that they had that type of power, though, because they definitely did not leave with any information. They went there requesting. Yeah. So, I mean, it is kind of silly to ask agents of the government to sign NDAs because, well, that's weird. But, you know, <laughs> she was just the receptionist like, doing uh, her job. She was adorable. She was just getting paid to give them the paperwork. It's not her fault that they had that paperwork. Like, how about instead of me signing this NDA, you take this thing that's basically citing. Uh, I don't know if the UK have a version of... Uh, was it the Patriarch? But that's more of us where it's of like... Of course they don't. Mm, <laughs> they do, they do not. That's a shame. Uh, Why do you say it's a crying shame the Patriot Act violates your rights as a citizen in the United States? So it's good that the UK doesn't have that because we only got that after our rash and bigoted response to 9-11. So, I mean, you know that I used to protest against the Patriot Act, so I know a bit about it from my renegade days. But yeah, no, no, no. I'm glad the UK doesn't have that. That would be a very bad thing for them to have. And quite frankly, in this scene... Peel's son is a total dick swab. Uh, um, he's giving me Frank vibes, and I'm gonna keep saying that because no, 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 no. You he's don't got think... way no. He's got way more confidence than Frank. Yes, more confidence. Yes, but that weird Frank like... had no confidence. Yes, this guy has too much of it. He is entitled. He is smug, and he feels like he is untouchable, which is why I hope he actually ends up dead and miscalculated about all the the deaths happening to so... his family members and their associates. But so what? We left out the fact that Eve's emerging by sexuality peaks again because while she's walking over with Jess to see about what the Peel boy is talking about, she there's a comment made by Jess about folks at MI6, I think it's MI6, masturbating to Doctor Who characters. Oh, yeah. And Eve is like, oh, yeah, definitely. Rose Tyler. Which is like, mm-hmm. Rose. Rose. I, I mean, do not watch Doctor Who, but I know Rose is a woman. It doesn't even matter yeah, who Rose exactly. is. Rose is a woman. That yep. is what's valid from what she said. And Jess is like, oh, I see. And I feel like Jess was like, I think you're probably on the sapphic trail, considering how you act to Villanelle. But the fact that you just said this to me and 
I just have to say, I also love that Eve is getting more flippant and open with like her burgeoning yes. like issues with like women. She's like, oh, just dropping this nugget here, dropping this nugget there. This is what's happening. And that's just like some little banter that happens before they go talk to the dick swab. Is Hashtag that- 60 days in MI6. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <sighs> and and then- so, well, yeah, they talk to the peel kid and they're like, hey, you know. And he's like, are you back to ask me about my dad again? Because that's fucking annoying. And then Jess slurps her kombucha that was free and was like, mm, this is so tasty. And they're like, uh, no, actually, we're here not to talk about uh, your dad for once. He's like, well, that's relief. And then, um, They're trying to drop all these notes to him so that he can understand. Yes, this is a very severe situation. Could you talk to me about what exactly you're selling? Because you're. Well, they 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 say they're like, hey, people are dying. You know, it can be important. And his response is basically like, well, you know, people die. (laughs) Like he's a dick. dick (laughs) Completely through and through. And they're like, and you know, immediately Eve is like, well, thanks, thanks for that. But actually, we're just trying to find out what's happening with you guys and the sale that you're doing, so we can get some specifics on what's being sold because maybe this will give us some insight into what we think is a kind of conspiracy happening around your company and you know before he can answer that he's <laughs> he like opens a tablet he presses page. a button it's like beep he gets his super lawyer into the room and he's like oh no continue like yeah eve re the question and you know the lawyer's like, uh, Mr. he Pierre respectfully to- declines to answer this motherfucking question. She asks another one and the lawyer's like, oh, also that one too. We respectfully decline to answer the question. <laughs> and Jess is like, well, okay, this has been fun. Let's just fucking go. She's not like Eve. She's like, well, this is clearly not going to work out. So let's just leave. And because Eve is a bad spy and she likes to give up all her information because she's desperate, she fucking blurts out. Well, you know, people are getting murdered and stuff. And so if we find out that you're selling some shit illegally or you're doing some fucking shit that's fucked up, we're going to get your ass. And Jess is like, Eve. And Eve. Mr. Peel is like, oh, I don't know what it is that you think that we do here. Do you want like a an invasive tour or like whatever? Do you think we have nukes or we're like have He's contraband like, plutonium. or weapons? Plutonium. <laughs> He's like, um, I hope you know that the days of you playing like all intelligence central intelligence actually you have to mention that he insulted them he was like if you two are what we have basically he's like if you two are representatives of the government then we're fucked and i was like you little bitch he was like um what we're selling has more information than the cia well they probably don't have a central intelligence agency there but they might uh no he does allege that he alleges that his company and companies like his have more they own more private information of about citizens than the pentagon and mi6 combined yeah which that sounds like something an arrogant person would say, but I personally feel like you're only as good as your best hacker. And so yes, while it is true so. that the government is not the creator or any government is not the creator of whatever agencies or companies or Facebook lookalikes that are out there, come on. Like how many times have we seen people hacked fucking Apple who people right. thought was Sony. unhackable? Ha- <laughs> Apple's, well, Apple's been hacked twice and people's cloud stuff has been taken. So it's really not about necessarily who has the information. I mean, to make money, sure. Here, here's all this information. I'm going to sell it to you. Here's that. But in terms of access, you yes. can't tell me that the government doesn't have access to your information. Because it's like, you really want me to buy it from you when I could actually just go in the back door and take what I need or want and then that be that? 
but not even by because the government doesn't pay. Well, this is what like, I'm saying. They, I mean, he's he's. I feel like he's coming from a point of like you know like Mark Zuckerberg, which is you know googly alienized in terms of like where you are in reality that you're not real, you're on some other shit. But you have a god complex because you ultimately do have all this information about people, but you're forgetting the government murks people all the time. The government uh-huh. does what they want. It's still the fucking government. And while you're allowed to operate. As we've seen, if the government wants to get some private information from a private company, they will find ways to do it. And when you look at all the shit with Russia, just in general, with like the election and all this stuff, really, really, Peel, no one gets your data? Come on now. And if anything, he's probably selling his data. And maybe that's what Eve was implying, that if we find out you're selling your data to Russians or just someone not British who would seek to do bad things to British citizens would be something that they get arrested for. But he's sort of like, I'm so smart. You'll never find out. <laughs> I feel like that's what he was saying to her. He's like, yeah, you'll never get it. And also, you're relevant. Uh, yeah. Which, don't ever talk to women like that again, Peels. Yeah, I don't son like whose name I don't that. name. Is he, is he Alistair Peel Jr.? A, no, it's like Aaron Peel or something like that. Andrew Peel. Not Andrew, but probably like Aaron Peel. It's an A name for sure. Uh, and then as we get them storming out, we see... Uh, Alistair Peel's uh, secretary open up a door because there's a cleaning service that comes in and, you know, we don't see the woman. We assume immediately that, you know, it's the um, it's the ghost. And she says, your regular cleaner can't make it. So they agency sent me instead. And then that's all we get. It's like, oh, well, well she's going to yep. be dead. So Bye. That's all we really got to see. Although we did see the guy clinging to the wall when he died but that's basically been the two ways they've shown the ghost is you know from her work attire from the waist down and no face and you know we get to the end where we maybe do see the face of the ghost you don't think it's the ghost I think it's the ghost I think that Eve can be incredibly focused when it's not Villanelle because (laughs) Villanelle distracts her and there's other things like your eyes your mouth she said it in her speech she can't just be all about the business if she's not concerned about the eyes and mouth of the ghost she's not gonna be worried she put her hair up at the end of the episode she's like let me put this shit up because I don't give a fuck I'm about to be real serious so I think when Eve is fully focused on the task at hand she can do a great job and then we do another cut and this is with um, I don't know we see a woman with like a is it like maybe brownish hair blondish um and she's like walking up towards villanelle who's sitting at the Wait, table we see villanelle sitting first at the table before the blonde woman walks up because she is in all pink and she's clearly yes. writing love notes i mean they yes. make it clear later on but she is and this is peak villanelle because i'm going to imagine that she got dressed up just to write just to write <laughs> yes, those notes just to write that the she note. was like today's Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever day, I'm still in love. I'm still sprung. I have notes I want to send to my lady. I have a new idea. I have a new art inspiration. I want to let her know what to look for. And so she's writing her note and she's like getting dressed up for this occasion. And this blonde bitch has a nerve to interrupt her reverie. Yeah. To ask for an Instagram photo. She's like, uh, no. (laughs) She's like, you're pathetic. Get your own life. Right. Ugh. yeah. Goals. Just goals. Total goals. And so that girl scurries off like, oh my gosh. And Villanelle's writing her note. She looks. And it says what? uh, My darling Eve. I hope you haven't (laughs) forgotten about me. Oh, definitely not. But she's also like looking up at that couple on the bridge with like a baby carrier. And I'm like, is this Villanelle being sentimental? Do you want to have a gaby? Is that what you want? Do you want to make a little assassin gaby with Eve? I'm all for it. 
You know that scientifically they are working on a way for women to impregnate each other and the Christians will absolutely lose their mind. But I am living and waiting for that day, Terrence. I'm waiting for it. What? Men are obsolete. What? For some of us, for some of us, they've been obsolete, but Hmm. ever growing still. And so good luck on your gaby <laughs> Villanelle. I'm rooting for your gaby. I am. I am rooting for the gaby because like look, while I love Villanelle being harsh and violent and mean and rude to people who deserve it, soft fluffy Villanelle and emo Villanelle also is equally as fun and equally as enjoyable. And so I'm not mad that she's some for some reason she's by the fucking water in Amsterdam, just thinking about mm-hmm. a plausible future with with Eve. That's you know, we could great. we could uh, run away to Amsterdam if we can't have Paris, we can have Amsterdam. That's well, like, London is home. So unless Eve <laughs> says she wants to move, she's well, like London. You know, is after home, Nico dies, they may have to relocate. I don't know that Nico's gonna die, but mm. well, that's true. again. I still think he's insignificant. Like I just, I want him to leave. I want her to fuck his head up and be like, look at my scar next episode or the episode after and for him to be like wow eve i knew you were on that dark shit but i had no idea that this is what you're up to i just want him to leave her and make it easier for for eve to go down the path she so desperately wants to go down also the evil grows in the dark song is playing when villanelle is by the water this is i downloaded it i love the lyrics i mean i didn't think it was gonna hit as hard as it did and if you think of not so much as evil but literally yes because you could substitute evil for many things it could just be like passion and so when i hear that when they're saying evil yes evil things are happening but when you're on the spectrum things that don't look typical like those things are gonna look you're gonna give it a qualifier that it doesn't deserve you're gonna call things like that evil you get i mean it's just it's to me, it's just attention and desire. But you could take desire. it so many levels because what evil could be jealousy, evil could be neglect, evil could be just the bad side, the murderous side, which evil is definitely growing for Eve. Like, I mean, it is unavoidable this episode to see how she is yeah. transitioning. And it was very fun and delicious for me to see. But also, like I said, it hurt my fucking soul. But we'll get there, you guys. We'll get there yeah, with how the writers decided to crush there. me and destroy me in every way fucking possible. And so after, you know, the Villanelle writes her little fucking love mm-hmm. note and she's like, I want a gaby. We uh, are back to. <laughs> wait, wait. So uh, I think Constantine is with her there in like some cafe or something. She gets a sugar rush because she's eating what looks like a piece well, of they white cut. bread. Yeah, they cut to a bar and she's in some bar eating and, like, like white sprinkles. bread with chocolate sprinkles. <laughs> yeah. And Constantine is just like gross. And she's like, yeah, whatever. How's your daughter? I mean, I cut some lines, but she's basically like, yeah, 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 yeah. How's your kid? And Constantine, because he's steady on his trolls, like she's fine. She's strong. Maybe stronger than you, ho. Hmm. And adds that he thinks Villanelle might be getting a little soft, thanks to Eve. And um, cue the random extra. I mean, I'm sure you got paid fifty dollars for this, and I would have killed to be in your shoes because that just looked like a whole lot of fun to just try to walk past. I guess you're on your way to the exit, and here goes Villanelle just extending her leg out, and oh, there down she goes. She takes a tumble, and you know uh, Villanelle goes to say, oh, with the fakest. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was a pretty abrupt pretty harsh trip i'm sure the girl will go home and evaluate what just happened because it also happened really quickly she's definitely like you tripped me but then you were <laughs> consoling me so i'm really fucking confused. right like should i want to be mad at you but i fell and i don't want you to blame me but at the same time no one saw it so it's like yeah we thought that was a child when we initially saw the preview but it's a grown woman maybe a shorter woman but a grown woman nonetheless. yeah 
I don't know. I'm a tall, as they call people like me who are not below 5'11", but everyone can kind of look short. But no, it was a woman. I don't know why we thought it was a child. I think we were just like projecting that we wanted a I child mean, to be pushed. And I guess that's our bad. She's done things to that's kids our before. It's whatever. We have to think about ourselves the, the slap of the, the ice cream and you know the snapping of a neck and so tripping a little kid it's not beyond her we're not saying it's beyond yeah. but it says something about us that oh we yeah that we wanted yeah tripping a child well <laughs> if children just sat still places instead of running around they wouldn't fall so much um no comment <laughs> no comment on that oh. so after we have villanelle eating her snack with constantine we're back to even Jess and yes. they're at the home of the peel secretary who was killed and she's laying flat on the bed, her face in the pillow. And Jess remarks, you know, that this isn't good because these murders appear to be escalating and happening in greater frequency and that something bad is probably going to happen real soon. But then she also laments how shitty and undignified it is to die while bleaching your mustache. And, I mean, uh, that's that's a terrible, terrible thing. Is it is it as messy as something like, say, autoerotic asphyxiation? I feel like there are worse ways to go. You know there, what I'm well, there, oh, there's always going to be ways. a worse way to go. So they end up in this house only because Kenny gives them the tip that there was a new body. And they get this tip while they're talking about, uh, I keep calling him Mr. Peel, A Peel. And not uh, Alistair. I want to say, I'm going to say either Peel Alex, Jr. It's Aaron, he's, he's all right, Peel, Peel Jr. Jr. Peel Jr. And they're like, you know, I, I want, I want to go to bed tonight and just dream of like wringing Peel Jr.'s neck and then like throwing him. And so he lands on like a grate or something like that. And it's like, yeah, I hope like, I'm thinking that they're thinking of like maybe hand that rocks the cradle where it's like land on spikes, just get super hurt a lot. And, and then they're like, it can't be natural to act that way to people. And they're like, you know, well that, that energy is, I mean, they don't call that big dick energy, but that energy is more for bullies and bullies like that are bred because they were cowards. And yeah, that's Eve. That's trying Eve's to profile the rich guy. That, yeah. That's her hypothesis that bullies are cowards. And, now, and that, well, because Jess is like, do you think he killed his father? Yeah. And Eve is like, no. Like he's annoying and definitely got many issues, but I do not think he killed his dad. And yes, yeah, so they end up at this, this woman who's dead and they're like, well, everything's leveling up. Everything's turning up. And I mean, that just makes me also wonder too, like what is other organization up to the 13, the 11, the 10, whatever we're going to call them. Just what is it all leading to? And why do they have to kill so many peels or people affiliated with the peels to get it done? And how at, how at this point does it not look even mildly suspicious to like that one detective or what do they call them? DIs in the UK? Just someone over there, like on their Luther shit, that's like, this looks suspicious. Like there's no one else, you know, who's like, I don't know, this many people connect to the Peels dying in a year's no, time is is odd. I think they're attributing it to um, the buying and selling of, you know, private information, where this is one of those cases where the less you know, the safer it is for you. So everybody's I purposefully guess. not reporting it because they don't want to be targets themselves. I suppose there's that. It also could be the incompetence of the British police. Because oh, I'm not convinced that. they're not incompetent yet with the way they raided that fucking hotel last episode. But they could be getting money on the back end from somewhere, somebody. They could be on the take. I well, mean. I'm quite sure the 12 is like Hydra. They're just everywhere. And so, yes. So from there, we cut to Villanelle and some ominous music playing. I think specifically it is. I I really can't read that. 
<laughs> if you guys look up the name, like it's the kind of name that if I attempt to read it aloud, oh, it the might likelihood, be offensive. Yeah, the likelihood that I read it correctly the words the letters it basically looks like someone just typed a bunch of keys because you know sometimes dutch can look like that uh-huh. so i'm not sure how to pronounce all of these things so i'm just not but that song that is by andre van Dun is what's playing in that scene where villanelle is laying in the bed a bed initially and then we sort of see her legs first which great villanelle has great legs we knew that from the first episode but then she gets up uh like a predator looking for its prey which is what i love about how that scene is shot it's very you know she takes her time it's very deliberate and she's putting on a show like she is so good at doing for this guy who when we see him it's immediately obvious that he's a creep yeah like i it's, was not you know there was no his... mistaking it like first frame i'm like oh that's a creeper that's a pervert and then he approaches that blonde girl and instead of asking to have sex like a normal fucking client of sex workers he degrades it begins her insulting yeah he's like oh maybe you shouldn't be a whore if you don't want to feel the breeze and it's like what the fuck like okay and if you know for her the kill bill sirens go off she's like ew, ew, ew. this is a murder um hello bouncer friend pimp person across the street show yourself mm-hmm. and he does and dude is like oh well oh, there's okay. a man here okay cool. i'll respect the man he's i'm not gonna wait but isn't he just like a dude it's like those dudes that jump into women's dms that like insult you they'll be like hey hey what's up cutie i want to talk to you and you're like oh i don't feel like it. and they're like oh you fucking bitch oh so when can i give you a call when can we have a date like this this was that yep. same energy of yeah i'm gonna insult you i'm gonna degrade you but then also can we can we still fuck right dudes Get it together. Please and thank you. Please. please and thank you. And so that girl escapes and Villanelle's like, this is my time. And she artfully, with her performance art way, walks across the street mm-hmm. in her pig head and her cute little Danish outfit. And he catches, she catches his attention, which it was mentioned by by Villanelle to Constantine earlier in the episode that he was into animals. That's just a side thing. I probably intentionally forgot that because Oh, yeah, why? me too then. Why? which had to be why she was wearing the pig mask, which, wow, TMI, Killing Eve, TMI. But he follows her. He immediately, he's like, hot legs and a pig mask. Oh, yes. <laughs> this <laughs> my is my, kink. right, my kink. It's my kink. So they go behind, I guess, this uh, set of doors. She uh, proceeds to watch him take off his clothes. She, I guess, gets him down go back on to the, the floor. I assume it's like the, the boudoirs where people pay for sex somewhere yeah and then there was a curtain it was set up it was set up for performance art she takes the handcuffs across his hands she also uh links and uh ties his feet straps them in to this device uh and then uh she begins to lower which looks like the the curtain well not so much a device she she puts like foot cuffs and then she hooks it up to um a carabiner and then there's like a, a a metal rope that you press a button and it hoists him up like a yeah. fish. Yeah. So uh, so meat. the windows open. The guy's like, oh, I don't want an audience. I don't want people to see me and shame me for my kink. And she does the hoisting in the clip and she presses the retract button and then he is hanging upside down as a group of drunken. I, I don't want to call them tourists because they don't look like tourists. They just look like maybe a bachelor party that was like themed or something because they got lays on. It's a mix because it's kind of like New York City. You cannot go to places like the Red Light District and not have tourists. There. Right. So like so some it's a mixture it, of tourists and some locals. Yeah. Well, maybe the, the locals there mm-hmm. for for, for other, sexual other behaviors right. saying yeah i want the pig mask girl so when he's done i'm gonna go and uh 
gonna go in there i think when it finished though they changed their minds oh yeah because he's like oh i've heard about this he's like oh we got to get like at least two of these before we leave and then uh so she starts doing this little weird dance where she's like playing with the blade and looking at him like i don't understand you want to let me go he's like i have a family i have a wife oh i'm sorry i could pay you like i'm like wait why is that the go-to for all of these men? Lots of men have pleaded for their life to Villanelle, and they always say, "Like I have children or have money." And I'm like, well, "Actually, they're trying to appeal to that that thing." No, but that's something that's a very human thing to do, actually, and it's recommended by police and first responder types that if you're in a situation where someone has you hostage, or they can kill you. That a way to try to save yourself or prolong the murder is to humanize yourself in front of that person. And a way you can do that is by stating your name, saying you have a family, and why the reasons you want to live. The issue is, though, that Villanelle is a psychopath, and her ability to feel empathy is almost muted except for specific instances and especially as it relates to to eve and so i just like that's the thing is that it doesn't work with villanelle because she doesn't give an actual single fuck about children or wives or your happy little fucking nuclear family from pleasantville and so that's just never gonna work on her but of course they gotta say it that's the human thing to say please don't kill me i have a wife i have kids and villanelle's like yeah and so bitch i don't give a fuck and but for this this is even better because it's not like fucking frank or dude in belgium or wherever he was who was killed under the desk and he was like what do you want she's like i don't know such serious questions (laughs) is that he's like i have a wife i have a children like please 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 and she gestures to the crowd like Hey, boo, your wife and your child are literally outside this window watching with the rest of the crowd. In fact, she is the one who's paying me to do this with you because she says all that with her knife point. She's like, mm-hmm. boop, over like there. Over there and over there. And then he really starts to freak out. And so, he's like, I love you. Honey, please. The baby. What about Disneyland? He's like, cast your votes now. Press one if you want him to be alive. Press two if you want him dead. And everybody's like, kill him. And he didn't stand a chance. Yeah. Sorry. Stand so, by popular demand. Villanelle did some pretty spectacular murder theater for Eve and also for this wronged wife who has a husband or had a husband. Now it's past tense. Who went to the red light district every day. I had to imagine to degrade women because that was since that was the first thing that came out of his mouth. That's clearly his fucking kink. And um, fuck him. It's now he's disemboweled. Yep. And he has a weird animal mask on. So I guess, you know, that's. Points. Oh yeah, she put his mask. Didn't she put his mask on? Yeah, on her mask on him. Yeah. The gut. No, no. I well, maybe hers. A, another mask or something. Because she. Well, she did put a mask on him. I can't remember if it yeah. was hers or his, but she definitely but then put she, a mask on him. Um, she faces the. She postures towards the window and she does like this curtsy, and she still seems to have like the the pig mask on. It's a weird bow that happens like because there's a song playing that sort of concludes. That's after well, the she death. was doing performance art, so yeah. you don't end your performance <laughs> art without saying thank you to your audience and bowing. That's just her following through because she's a professional. She's oh. a true, a true artistic genius. And so from there, and Villanelle successfully does her murder, and the wife gets to leave happily. She probably slept the soundest oh, she ever slept in a real in long years. time. Years, yeah. We are at. Eve's crib with Nico, who is at home with new friend Jordan. Eve arrives home thinking that, you know, 
initially that maybe he made a new friend. Maybe Nico uh, is going someplace teacher. else that's not right. the center. Maybe he's not just hanging out with his student Dom, but that he's made a friend because she, you know, she's got a smile like, oh, hey, what's going on? And Jordan's face is screaming awkward from the jump. I wonder if Jordan met Eve before and she forgot, but he was trying to communicate with his oh. eyes that like, hey, um, things are kind of weird. <laughs> no, not even at my six. He was trying to help around be like, yo, things are weird with your husband. I got here. He wasn't expecting me. So I've been in this weird fucking limbo until you got home. Save me, Eve. Please tell him something so I can get out of here. And, you know, or Jordan initially, when as soon as she gets there, Jordan's like, I would like to go. And Nico's like, no, 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 it's fine, Jordan, it's fine. And that's when you are on that bullshit as a couple where you're obligating someone else to your argument. That person doesn't want to be there. They don't want to be a witness to what's about to go down. But you're like, no, 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 right, Jordan, Jordan, like- stay, please stay, Jordan. And then Eve is like, can you excuse us for a second, Jordan? Nico, can you come with me outside? Because I'm not about to have this conversation in front of Jordan, even though your petty ass is still on that Gemma shit where you're like, Gemma, Gemma, Jordan, Gemma. I would like to imagine that he has not yet apologized and that they're not sharing a a bed where they sleep. That's extreme. I don't think Eve spent the night that night when she saw him saying, oh, you need to follow those things alphabetically. And then the night after was after she got screamed by Carolyn. So, you know, she spent the night at the office getting all those I do news not know articles. That. I do not know that. I What I do know is that Eve's marriage with Nico has been the same for a long time. I think there's lots of long nights. I think Eve potentially comes home at 3 or 4 a.m. <laughs> but I do not believe she spent the night at the office because that's a little bit, that's a little much. But I do think she leaves the latest. I think she's the last to leave and she's the first to arrive. As Illustrated's last episode when she was at the office with the lipstick, nobody was there. And so I totally believe that she spends 20 out of 24 hours <laughs> at the office, but she does go home and she sleeps in a bed with Nico and it felt it feels like it might as well be empty that's the part of their issue is that they are lying to themselves and she's lying to herself about this comfort oh my marriage is together and as long as I'm in this house and he's here everything's fine but it's not fucking fine it's the furthest and fucking fine and Nico he didn't apologize when would he have time to apologize when is Eve around to even apologize and you know she sort of stops doing her bullshit after that. She's like, no more shitty breakfast, no more attempts at these things because every time I try to do something, there's this snide, underhanded comment you make and I'm just over it at this point. Especially because Eve is like on her slippery slope to bad behavior that the the more the episodes go on, the least likely she is to give a shit about Nico. And I don't know how it could be on display any more intensely than this episode when essentially, you know, they go into the hallway and Nico tries to appeal to her and saying that this is and this is where we had like a disagreement because you were like Nico yeah I'm just you think never Nico... gonna be on his side for <laughs> anything so I mean I'm not on his side I just understand to a point where he's coming from I still don't think Nico is handling it correctly because he doesn't know how to communicate with his wife well and not condescend her in the same breath because her job is important and he does not know the extent her obsession was to Villanelle and that's where she leveled up because he's like yo what's up with this fucking guard Okay, is this have to do with Villanelle? And that's, you know, it's her trigger. And that's probably because he's what, like the fifth person to be like, is this because of Villanelle? Right. And she's like, no, it's not, it's not Villanelle. You know, I actually, I actually have other things I do for work, Nico. Actually, I'm a whole ass agent, Nico. Actually, I work for MI6. And all that stuff is true. All that stuff is relevant because Nico doesn't know. But also, she's a whole fucking lie. Because while... Yeah. 0.2% of your job is dedicated, 0.2% of your mental energy is dedicated to the ghost. You a whole ass lie, Eve, if you're if you're trying to imply to Nico that Villanelle hasn't been your very point of being with MI6 because that is the case. And had Carolyn not forced your hand to deal with the ghost, 
so you don't get fired or murked by MI6, you would still be obsessing over Villanelle. And in fact, you'd be in Amsterdam right now. He'd be like, Eve, can we talk? There's a strange guy in the house. She'd been like, actually, I'm about to get a flight to Amsterdam. So um, can we talk when I get back? Yeah, I can see that. I would have enjoyed that scene. See, that's a scene that's predictive that it feels more like, I mean, season one for sure. But it's like, oh, yeah, he's just there to make sure that you don't die. All the all the new agents get one after the first 30 days. And it's like, I love you. Bye. But, well, you know, we got I mean, instead Nico going, you don't get to gaslight me and say that getting a security guard is no behavior because it's not it's the first thing from normal. I'm like, and that's where I feel like he's right and wrong. Like, it's not normal behavior for the average person, but it probably is normal behavior to an extent for a secret agent. If I was married to someone who worked for the CIA or the FBI, and they were in the middle of a pursuit that was known to me of a high-profile murderer, then I think I would probably understand. One of the shows I used to watch back in the day when I was a kid was called Profiler. It was on NBC. And the point of the show was, or as it started out, was that you know it was an FBI profiler, and she was on the case of this serial killer who was infamous, but she was the closest to catching him because she com- she created the most complete profile of who he was. And by virtue of the serial killer finding out that she created this profile, he became obsessed with her. And that obsession Aww. expressed itself. No, 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 no. This is that misogyny. Don't. Oh, unfortunately, I'm unfortunately, women. See? see, right. No, that's why this that's why this this whole thing with killing Eve is so delicious, because everything changes when you change the characters to women. Right. You make it a man. And now you've got the patriarchy. You've got fucking misogyny. You've got yeah. weird sexism. You've got control things. You've got consent issues that are like you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. because that's how it turns out that guy in that show he like you know kidnaps her daughter he definitely oh, violates things you know and makes her scared and so she has to have protection her best friend has to have protection other people in the show and so it's like nico look clearly you don't give a fuck about your wife's job and right. that's that's my main issue with but him she is not just being a loser but she he doesn't respect agent. her like she but he doesn't respect tell- her. No, I know, but she didn't have to tell him because Carol's like, oh, you might as well make him believe that you're having an affair. It was, at this point, it feels like that would have been easier. But she literally was like, hey, so I do dangerous things for a living. People who you know that I work with have turned up dead. You know this. I don't think Eve is good at at good at keeping a secret in that sense because she couldn't. I mean, Carolyn does caution her from the jump to lie about her spy activities, but she doesn't bother. And again, I think it's because she doesn't think Nico is worth the effort in so many ways because she doesn't. She's like, oh no, he'll never think I'm cheating. And then she found out like, oh, he kind of is in a way because he's jealous about Bill and all these other weird things. I mean, she's just, her and her husband are so not connected They're not in any reading real way. Each other. They're not reading each other properly. And, you know, he says to her, like, remember when she was like, oh, uh, stoic in the bathtub and the phone's ringing. She didn't want to answer it. And she was like, nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. But she's crying. And he's like, I can't do this. I can't. He's basically saying, I can't bear all of this, this weight that you're carrying. I mean, he's walked away so many times from Eve. I can't believe that he was shocked that after he gave his little emotional soliloquy that she just about faced right up the stairs and i was like yes bitch i've been wanting her to walk out for on nico forever especially this last episode last episode he called Gemma. that was a she lot. called Gemma. he called Gemma. like there Yo. was no like son brick no. to the head i would have stabbed him with my lipstick if i knew like what it was <laughs> i didn't know what it was but i would have stabbed i, w- I would i'm just saying nico couldn't have that same energy with other types of people certain types of women or like, you know, that Latin anger could come out that you just, it would just come out. It would just come out of me because I'm like, oh, you're trying to get me to that zero to 100 place where I'm usually a calm person. Just in general, I have a lot of patience. But if I get to that point, 
where it's just like, okay, we've crossed the line. Yes. And we're in public. The turn up that will happen from me, all the Caribbean will jump the fuck right out. And people be like, whoa, 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 whoa. And so Nico got lucky. He got lucky with Eve. Because she, like you said, in our purview, she should have been sleeping on the couch or he should have been sleeping on the couch or her just elsewhere. But, you know, she's probably just on her side of the bed as usual because the distance, the chasm of distance between them has been this wide for like since season one. Mm -hmm. Essentially. I want season better, one, episode one. I, I want better for the both of you. Um, and I don't think that you can give it to each other. No, they need to break so, up. So, yeah, it looks like a breakup. I'm so sorry about that, but. Mm. I'm not, but <laughs> move on, Nico, you fucking bitch. He's like pleading for his relationship, which this bothered me so much because you can't be as dismissive as you are. And then True. catch you all of right? these. You can't dismiss your bitch's work like that. Something that obviously excites her and make, gives her life meaning. And then be like, well, can't you just stop? Because that's what he keeps saying. He's like, well, can't you just, can't you just go back to being my good little housewife who just works at an MI5 desk and never has anything dangerous or special or important happen to them in their lives. And the most exciting thing we do is go play bridge at the center. And then sometimes I let you cook. And, and then have that's... dinner parties with our friends six months in advance, scheduled six months in advance that you forget. And then we schedule sex every once, like what, three or four months, weeks? Whoa, so, whoa, whoa, that's too often. I'm under, I'm of the thought that Nico and, and Eve haven't had sex for at least eight months, eight to nine months. That's a good round because his, number. Because his anger is ratcheting up to the point Since to where guys show? can go when they've not had their knobs slobbed, but they feel like entitled to it. Because that that was his energy last episode. She right, made him breakfast. She was trying to connect. And he was like, yeah, but what about this dick, huh? What about jumping on this dick? And this hot and morning was breath like, mouth. Wow, really? I got to go. Uh, I hear Carolyn. <laughs> Carolyn's right. texting me as we fucking speak. And so I don't fucking know about Nico I mean he looks I did feel sorry for him in this scene a little bit because he's so desperate and pathetic and he was just like bye but that's what he deserved at the same time because he doesn't get her and I mean and this is great because it's a great contrast between what happens later in the episode with Hugo that he tries to appeal to Eve by appealing to the sense of goodness that she definitely doesn't feel like she has anymore and definitely does not exist and perhaps never existed because she's mm. like you know she says to him well maybe I'm bad you know, and he's like, no, 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 you're the best person. You're the kindest person. You're the best person I've ever known. Impossible. And I feel like that disgusted her in that moment. She's it like, did. no, I want to be bad. I want to have edge. I want to be unpredictable. And I'm so sick of you seeing me in this vanilla fucking way. You have no idea who I am. Where Villanelle is like, I got the scar. I got the bloodstains to yep. show. I know who that this, right. who this woman really I know is. you're not innocent. It's okay. Oh, you're not innocent and I love it. Oh, remember the video when um the guy's in the space suit and he's like, oh, remember when you dropped this rock in the ocean? I went down there and got it for you. The uh, Oops, Which I one? did it again. Oh, And she's yeah. like, oh, well, you shouldn't have. Like, I threw, <laughs> I threw that bitch down there for a reason. I was I was done with I that. I was done with it. She left it there. <laughs> so, you know, Nico mm -hmm. basically don't is give destroyed. Up on our love. He says, don't give up on our love. And Eve's response is like, already forgotten. And that... Brought me joy because anytime Nico's unhappy or upset, I'm happy. I'm having a good moment watching the show. And I mean, Nico Hive, deal with it. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't get it. You know what? You just need to stick with the ship of Gemma and Nico and ride that wave out to see what happens. Or if you're like really into Nico like that, as soon as he's single, he's available and it's not cheating when you 
throw your <laughs> panties at him. So maybe you want oh a little God. gross mustache okay. and messy hair. He's yeah, so go for it if that's that's maybe your you thing. like a little condescending manliness. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like a beta passive aggressiveness. Oh gosh, have your fill. So after we are liberated from the Nico and Eve scene, or Eve liberates herself from the scene by leaving it, we are back to Constantine and Villanelle, and Constantine is asking Villanelle how the murder felt. And Villanelle's like, yeah, whatever. Is that how it's going to be from now on? Whores and scumbags? And Constantine is like, well, why do you suddenly care about who the fucking, about who you kill? And that's true because she never cared before. He gave her the numbers, the postcards. She was like, bet, I'm doing it. But it's like I said before, I think it's because, you know, the kills for the 12 is what got her noticed by Eve. Yep. And she's in this crisis point where Raymond has gaslit her and Constantine has lied to her and like, oh, Eve's not even thinking about you. She doesn't talk about you. She doesn't care about you. It's all about the ghost. And so she's got that in her head. And then, you know, how is it going to get any better if she's just killing basic people? Right. If she can't do any of her calling card things anymore, like she can't do the kill, leave an apple, because if that makes a headline, if the 12 is looking for their lost assets, they're going to be like, oh, kills are happening with a- apples in Amsterdam. Well, we need to send an agent or two over there to investigate. So it's like, well, see, I don't even know. I mean, I think that's what Constantine was saying is that like, even though the the person killed will not connect to some bigger conspiracy. I think that's why Constantine was like, show Eve Palastri what she's missing that she should be attracted to these kills even if they're not attached to this greater conspiracy because of the beauty in the death and because that is actually a thing that Eve is attracted to. She's attracted to how Villanelle kills these people, how artful she is about it, how dramatic and theatrical she is about it. And if there was one thing this kill was that just happened, it was theatrical it as It was fuck. theatrical. She had there was an a public audience. audience. And there probably is video footage. <laughs> I hope not. I, I mean, I hope not too, but I would well, put Also, it's the red light those... district. I don't know if there should be video oh, footage. yeah. There's a lot Respect of private things the footage, yeah. that happen there. Respect the red light But, district. you know, she put on a show for her girl. I mean, and I have to think that well, no. I know that's what she was thinking while she was doing it. It's like, can't wait till Eve hears about this. Can't wait to see what she thinks about my latest kill. And to but to be so grand about it for someone so bland, which is, that rhymes. But yeah. it's funny because the guy was bland. He was just a fucking basic loser who had a, a, a rich wife who was like, get the motherfucker out of here. But she's like, I want to be part of the big stuff. Like, she's like, I want to be where the people are. Yeah. But like the 12, you know, like she's like, I want to be where my kills matter, where they attract attention from important women like Eve who then obsess over me because I'm so good at it. And she doesn't say that to Constantine, but I think that's why she was like, oh, how much more of this? Like, when are we going to get back in the shit? When are we going to be back in the running like the ghost? Because right now the ghost is on the shit. The ghost is in the game. I want to be in the game like the ghost, Constantine. How can I get back in the game? So, yeah. And yeah, I I wanted to make note of Constantine standing there again, like the scolding parent, like he was doing. I was the gonna Eve, say he does the hand on the hips. Yeah, he does what, the hand on the hips a lot. You like you shouldn't be here, or why are you feeling this way? And she's like, well, I'm gonna go back to London because <laughs> she's like, I want to go home. And he's like, oh, home? What what are you even talking about? He's like, yeah, I get it. You're a dead man. You can't go back to to London, but um, I'm gonna go and get my family and you know talk about gabies because I really want one. And he's like, well, all of that's done. Eve is not thinking about you at all. So stop. It. you notice he uses her as like this yo-yo thing where it's like be motivated and do something that even evil notice and then it's like well i mean you don't have her attention that's why you have to do things to get her to notice you so I mean, it's like a weird I, gaslight where it's like if you're not doing nothing she's not thinking about you no i think it's purposeful constantine has his own his own agenda we don't know fully what that is but part of his agenda is having a villanelle who is primed to kill and getting it done and so i think it's possible that he could be 
pumping her up for her kill so that she does it well and efficiently to be like, hey, show Eve Palastri. But at the same time, I feel like he thinks Eve is dangerous because she's a distraction and Villanelle wants to do what she wants and she's no longer prioritizing the murders except to say, this is how I pay for my gifts for myself and my girlfriend. And, you know, when Villanelle asks when they're going back home and he's like, where's home? And she's like, London. And Constantine's like, we're not doing that. She's basically like, how are you going to stop me, dead man? And that's accurate because the way that they had control over Villanelle prior, even with Raymond, is this threat of the 12. The 12 is ominous. The 12 is there. They can take you out. It's evidently Raymond who does it. And that's it. So you better follow the rules or your life is done. Yeah, and so, so she's basically like, what are you going to do? Anymore, right. Well, I mean, because Constantine doesn't work for the 12. So she's like, you're as dead as me if, if, if things are going off, off the rails and probably more dead than me because I'm actually useful. I'm a killer. And I'm good at these things and you're just a fucking handler who right. knows shit. And so that's her. I mean, it's like the whole thing of like, oh, when you season one where she notices Constantine's friendship bracelet and she makes a comment about his daughter. It's just her like dry snitching to be like, hey, bitch, like, don't forget, like, mm, you need me more than I need you because I could defect right the fuck now and probably get back in with the 12, get in with the 10 or the 13 or get in with MI6 because all three of those places would be interested in having my skills, not just you. And, you know, Constantine does his little Constantine laugh and is like, mm -hmm. yeah, I guess you're right. But also, fuck you for that reminder, Villanelle. So you'll just sit there and you'll do nothing all day tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, that's what he says. He's yeah. like, he's prepared to be bored. We're not going back to London just yet. And you have nothing to do. You have no one to kill. So I'm sorry. And we speculated before how a bored Villanelle is not a good Villanelle to have around. Because right. She'll find mischief to get into. And so... From there, we are back to Carolyn talking to some dude. Looks like a maintenance dude or curry dude. Probably just a dude that works for her. And he's got a bunch of mail in his hand. And it's all addressed to the palastries. So I'm like, how Primarily did you? I, I don't <laughs> think you Nico do gets any mail. He went, he, he no, went to the mailbox. He, he probably, I don't know. Nico's at school. Eve yeah. is at MI6. He's intercepting the mail. Or I'm not even sure that it's that hard if you're MI6 to intercept a mail before it actually gets to someone's house. She goes through it. She sees the postcard. Gives the rest of the shit back to this dude. And from there, I was screaming. I Like, the minute yeah. she grabbed the postcard, I was like, Carolyn, you whore! <laughs> Carolyn, you betrayer! Stop Carolyn! Carolyn! Listen to your heart, Carolyn. I know you have one. I know Constantine did this the other episode, and you said no, don't No, but ask that's again. the point. That's the point. Carolyn's <laughs> been manipulating this whole time. Now you can't convince me that Carolyn hasn't been manipulating this whole right, fucking time. Right, but now time. we get to see it as the viewer. It's like, hmm... Look at all this intercepting that's going on. And it's not even like forwarding because it's like the last time I was like, well, why didn't you tell me? Well, I'm telling you now. That was her response. So it's like, well, now that you know. Well, she still hasn't told you <laughs> shit anyway. Right. So. But now there's extra info that she's holding and she's we're like, well. I mean, it's not even extra. It's just the fact that she is preventing communication, which entitles her to manipulation. When you have someone in the middle and someone's sending notes, but someone's not receiving those notes and then maybe someone else tries to send notes, but the other person not receiving the notes. Is the person that's getting all the notes that knows all this stuff and can manipulate yeah. both parties. And you can and so pretend that's what to she's send messages on. as either one person. So no, no, yeah. I don't think she'll go that far. I hope not. First of all, where would she send it to, Terrence? I mean, their uh, postcards. I random know. place in Amsterdam. <laughs> she can't send nothing back. There was no return address, but she's definitely keeping it close to her vest to be like, what other stuff is Villanelle sending her? And I'm going to read it first, which is fucked up. I hope Eve is discovered or she discovers it or Villanelle is just straight up like, hey, you didn't respond to my note and I'm about to kill your husband because of it. She's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? A note. note. Right. <laughs> a note. Can we talk about this? Wait a minute. Like, I don't mind that you kill Nico, but tell me about this note. It'll be like when she spoke to the, the window salesman 
Armando. Yes. Give me all <laughs> tell of me the about windows. the windows. No, she was like, tell me everything <laughs> about your windows. Tell me all of it. Um, but yeah, so after she keeps the postcard puts in her pocket, she goes outside, she calls someone and speaks to them. And I believe German. I'm not I sure what she's it. saying, but she says something. Oh, it's me, name, Carolyn. Yeah. it's me, Carolyn. It's me, Carolyn. I'm on my fuck shit. And this is what the camera does. So we see Carolyn with this phone call. We see her concluded. We then see Kenny, because it's how they cut it, hanging up the phone. So it looked like they were both on the phone at the same time. Not necessarily with each German? other. No, yeah, you're right. Not necessarily with each other. I think that was but, a clever cut. Like, yeah. okay, Carolyn's calling someone to speak in another language, and Kenny's off the phone with someone else, and he has information now, too. Yeah, okay. I guess he was trying to say it was like Hugo calling, and it was uh, Peel Jr.'s assistant saying that, you know... I, we know you still want info, but you still can't get it. And they're like, well, that's a waste of time. And then we see Carolyn walk in and uh, she tells uh, the She plant. interrupts the banter between <laughs> Jess and and Eve and tells Jess that she wants her to go to Amsterdam for a case. And she's like, oh, yes. Wait. Oh, I'm pregnant. I forgot. Because <laughs> Amsterdam can be pretty fucking fun. And as Carolyn is mentioning details of the case. Of course, Eve's ear starts to peak and she's like, what's this? And interrupts and is like, hey, uh, do you think it's Villanelle? Could it be Villanelle? And Carolyn immediately got that side eye for her like, um. I thought per our last discussion that we were crystal clear on you shutting down this ghost case. So she's why- basically like, mind your business. <laughs> what's up with the ghosts? What's up with the ghosts? Do you have information on the ghosts? Because we need to wrap this shit up because people are dying. Won't you worry about that? Keep that ghost energy and mind your fucking business. Right. But at the same time, I this is why I'm saying Carolyn's being manipulator because if she really wanted Eve not to worry about the 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 kill in Amsterdam and whether or not that was Villanelle, she simply did not have to mention it in front of Eve. All right. she had to do was pull Jess to the side. Jess, come with Go me. Go right. Jess Easy. in the hallway. Send Jess a text message on the MI6 phones. Whatever it is, she'd be like, I need you to go to Amsterdam and check this out. I don't even have to give you details. Just go to this address and find out about this murder. But no, she said it right in front of Eve because she wants to start some shit. And I think right. it's because she wants to see what's going to happen. Will Eve break the rules on her own? Will she seek to find details about this case without Callan's permission? Will Villanelle reach out again because Eve has not responded and didn't show up? And that's probably with the end game of getting Villanelle and or Constantine back in the fold. Right. Because if she keeps hiding these things, then the likelihood that Villanelle is going to show up and be bitchy about it because, well, it's Villanelle are very high. And then and then Carolyn will be like, yay, I'm here to catch you. And now I've got my assets back and right. I've got a new asset. So now I'm not going to get in trouble for Lebanon. Right. Exactly. Right. Yes. But that's one option. And maybe she's in the 12, but that's, that's the option I'm yeah, going with right one. now. Mm. And so, and what does she say? That the Peel situation is starting to look like a bloodbath. And Eve is like, well, I guess. But you know, in the back of her head, and she's so like, she, no, I want to go to Amsterdam. I think my girl is there. And then I guess she thinks about it. So she's like, bloodbath, but without the blood. Actually, you know what? A lot of these kills are are, are blood free. Like, these, these are like almost compassionate, considerate kind of kills. Well, yeah, that actually happens. I mean, after this scene, we cut to Villanelle who is in her room and she's on her bed bored and there's a, a little montage of her just sort of like waiting around and then she eventually goes to her room and pays a woman, a sex worker, to watch. Oh, but she's like, Ugh, I don't do girls. I'm sorry. And she's like, mm. I, she, yeah, she says like, I well, want to yeah, watch. She's not, she's not salty about it because she's she <sighs> is singularly focused on seeing Eve and that's illustrated by the woman disrobing and Villanelle's like, not you! I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for someone and this is Villanelle who indulges in things to to appease her sexual appetite very easily and very randomly as we saw in season one and i think this really illustrates the fact that she's single-minded on eve that she's not even interested in her side threesomes or dalliances because she just has eyes for eve right now 
And, you know, the girl's like, oh, okay, I guess. Goes to take a nap on her bed. Uh, yep. And Villanelle is in the window getting comfortable waiting for Eve to show the fuck up. And she looks so hopeful and mm-hmm. cute that I'm already devastated repicturing right. what happens after that because it's so fucked up. She had like a bag of chips. She's like, hmm, hmm, It was just her face. She doesn't smile very often, but she was like beaming at the idea that Eve was going to show up again. And with that same energy that we saw in, what is it, episode two? where she is at Julian's and she's just like been choked out and looking horrible. But that look on her face when she's like, she came. And so like to not have that, she came is just, which I guess pun intended you guys. I know I'm corny, but yeah, it's so fucked up. And so we're back at the office and Kenny has the toxicology report. Yes. And he says that the poison was on her lip and calls and it fingertips. like an inhalation anesthetic. Right. And, and that it was put in a cream that goes under the nose. Right. So Eve uh, says, oh, it was her, uh, what was it? Mustache uh, remover or bleach kit? Mustache bleach. Yeah. Yeah. Mustache bleach. And then it's like, well, yeah, but there was also, uh, what did she say? Like inhalation, an anesthetic. 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 That's why I said. So Eve notes that not only is she smart, but she's an empathetic killer that she... It does not seem that this assassin wanted her victims to suffer, that she was just trying to make it as easy and painless as possible to die. And that's nice. And they're like, what kind of a assassin is a is a thoughtful assassin? And right. And she thought of that because she always thinks of ways that she could kill Nico. <laughs> and so she was like, you know, this is this is good. Like, could you but imagine when her- she kills Nico, she envisions pain. Like, there's a difference because she was like, Nico, I see myself doing all this to you, then chopping you up, then putting you in acid, then doing you all this. Like, she took it. Like, yep. that did. It wasn't painless. It was just like efficiently getting rid of the DNA. Right. This is how you die. All the way die. She's fucked up for that. Yeah. So yeah, she keeps theorizing about this, and she asks Kenny to look for women who are non-white, over thirty-five, in the medical profession. And um, uh, who possibly, maybe have been in trouble for like yeah. the, the past few years that this person is probably a nurse or a doctor. And to cross-reference that with the cleaners. And then our producer who left building. and then uh, we agreed where he was like, well, you could always check for someone who may have been practicing medicine in their native land, native country. I mean, I assume and that then, was on Kenny's list because that's an issue that happens with many immigrants. You come to the Western world, you could have been an engineer, doctor, perfectly capable in your country, but because of certification things and board things, you are suddenly no longer a doctor or a nurse or whatever the fuck it was in your native country and you're just like a regular blue collar worker and that this woman could have been one of those people. Likely was one of those people because she is super skilled and looks like I was right about her chemistry skills. Is that she was probably a very adept professional in whatever she was doing in her prior life. And I don't know, I guess I'll have to go back and see for the snack or so. I don't remember if they, if they confirmed, you know, how exactly Kenny found her in terms of like, was she in trouble? What, because that was sort of the criteria for how to, right. how to whittle down it, these women that what for... he found that indicated it was her because they found her right. but we just don't know what the 12 or I guess not the 12 what the 13 or the 10 had over her to get her to commit these murders because clearly it's not something that she does for the fun of it like Villanelle because she is sparing these people pain when she kills them oh well it may be a Dexter situation where it's like I have this information and then I can make all of this go away and you can practice medicine again. But the only thing you have to do is that when we call, you will step out of your uh, your scrubs and then you will go out and you will 
do but this why kill do you say that Dexter? You do. Dexter had a compulsion to kill. I do not no. believe this well, current well, assassin is a psychopath. So oh, no, no. So then let's not say compulsion, but let's say you get to go back to saving lives, but you have to take a life when we say so when you're not on the clock. See, again, I think you're giving them too much stuff because this is a non-white woman in her 30s, so I don't think that at all. I think because she has children, it's a matter of your children stay alive and we <laughs> don't do this because why? it doesn't require all that. that's how they got Frank. That's not fair. He's like, please, I have children. I, I don't want that to be the go-to for well, every organization. Frank, they got Frank because his wife was dying. And he needed money. I'm just saying that if she got in trouble and she exposed herself somehow to this organization, that is, it's the threat of going to jail because she obviously has a real life, like, cover that she has. She takes her kids to school. She must masquerade actually as this cleaner and use this cleaner cover to to do her jobs but she's been so easily undetected because that's how kenny found it there she was like search for cleaners and cross-referenced that with cleaners who were at linda's place in the last thing and so it's got to be like part of I that i hate myself because now i think i really know what it is it's like you know you have two wonderful children and you know they're considered american citizens because they were born here but you know who's not considered american citizen and can be put on a watch list and be shipped back home that would be you and your kids, they don't have to go with you. They can actually stay here. They'll just get, I don't know, they'll get adopted or whatever. You know, I'm sure the success That's rate the, That of, seems too nice. Like, you, this is, this is, this is unknown organization. Like, why would they be that nice, especially to a non-white woman? You have to make it make sense. Like, if there's, if there's a scenario where she, where someone is potentially seeking relief from an organization, it might be the ghost. The ghost might actually talk to Eve because the ghost is not Villanelle. Villanelle kills for fun and this is a way for her to get her money and to get her fills out because she is a psychopath. We don't know this woman's a psychopath so she might be the actual situation that Villanelle tried to sell Eve like hey I don't want to be doing this anymore I would like to be free of this but they have this on me they have this very big important information and I need I'm gonna be their fucking servant until the end (laughs) until I die I think that's one of the things where I guess there was contentment on because I'm thinking that she's not the only person who is active in this role of ghost i think that ghost is just a, a moniker that you give to someone who's on like the guy Fawkes mask from like a uh viva Dead, where like anybody could wear it technically like yes there was one guy who did all of the crazy things but like he represented an idea that can't be killed so if someone does go down you could kill the man but not the idea so another one will come up like hydra you cut a head off two more will grow in this I place mean, the only reason i i have issues with that is because i think the sort of the point about these assassins is that it's not like it's kind of like how most criminals go to jail having a super competent intelligent killer or assassin or criminal is actually not the norm therefore you can't just have people being replaced like hydra because that would mean there's some infinite number of women you can pull from who are that skilled able to compartmentalize to murder and then get away with it and blend i don't think that's the case i mean I that's the whole dream. point about oh, the that ghost blender is what right. makes it hard. if there was more than one ghost they would have included that they would have at least i i hope implied that hey there is this ghost idea of a person that's doing this but it's about the the evidence the fact that okay peel's person was killed and who was the only person in and out okay motherfucking um podiatrist or whatever who was given the 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 pedicure okay what's happening over here this woman's getting her lip waxed oh what's happening over here with the ex-girlfriend she had the shellfish thing it's always service workers and so there's no reason for it not to be the same person because like you said it's the medical thing you add in the the knowledge of medicine and suddenly it cannot be everyone because not everyone spends eight years in med school unless you're being supplied with the materials you need but if you're supplied with the materials the chances that you could fuck it up are higher you can't have someone who's not educated 
use chemicals because if they fuck it up, then the oh, whole shit's the whole shit's true. down the that down the drain. Is true. So I feel like this woman has to be special, but I think she will. And it'll be interesting to see how Eve deals with her and how she appeals to her because it will depend on how she talks to Eve, whether or not she says she's willing to do whatever to get out of whatever issues. But it's going to be a huge contrast in Villanelle. I mean, she contrasts in Villanelle in every way. And it I don't know if I'll be surprised if it's also in this way of actually I don't want to be doing this anymore. Like they know that I'm good at this and I've been doing this for these couple of years, but I'm ready to be done. And so I'm going to take this deal. To help you figure this shit out. Because if you can promise me, do you have my kids? Did you get my kids when you got me? Great. So put them over in the safety shit and like keep it going. But at the same time, she might be like, listen, I heard about y'all. I know about Villanelle. I know about the 12. And I know that you guys fucking suck at keeping people <laughs> safe. So um, if you don't mind, I'm not going to give any information. Right. Um, so you're going you're gonna to protect me like you protected your last asset. What was his name? Constantine? How, yeah. How he's, how's he doing? What safe house is he in? Constantine's oh. in the wind. Or oh, maybe, no safe house? Oh, maybe that gives her the confidence to get away. She's like, actually, y'all can't keep assets for shit. So I'm sure I'll only be here for a day. Oh, my favorite thing is, uh, who do you work for? Uh, I've never met her, but her name is Carolyn Martins. <laughs> oh my gosh. That would be too good. Oh, and then maybe she was calling in German to activate her other cleaner or whatever you want to call it. Where it's yeah. like, um, yeah, I got a mess. I need you to, when you finish in Lebanon, <laughs> I need you to come over to, uh, I need you to come over to, uh, London and then Amsterdam after that, but come to London af- right after Lebanon. Thanks. <laughs> and so, yes. So after the- Eve has her eureka moment and she's pretty impressed with herself. We actually get a side glance, which is some sort of awful foreshadowing Yeah. to Hugo, Hugo who was like, also similarly impressed. And like, to be hey. sure, Eve was the only one that, that connected those dots. And so this He's is her like, proving that she is a good researcher. She's a good indoor spy, not necessarily outdoor spy, but excellent indoor spy. He's like, mm, I'm going to call this boner my I'm impressed boner. Ew, what is, I'm pretty what is sure wrong with you, one. Terrence? Listen, God. I'm pretty sure he had one. Look. I'm going to pretend like I didn't hear you say that. And I'm just going to move back on to the next segment, which is Amsterdam and Villanelle waiting. So hopefully, so adorably for her girl, a car shows up. She perks up. She's so excited. But who gets out of that damn car? car. It's the MI6 car. It's a cab, but she knows who's in there. She's like, it's got to be the MI6, but it's Jess. It's pregnant Jess. And the look on her face is horrible. She is shocked. It's like shock, anger, disappointment, hurt. Just uh, it's like when too. you think you're going to get an O and then you don't. You hear that, men? There's a look and a feeling that's attached to that. It's called disappointment. And I need you to just do better. Mm-hmm. Thanks. That too. And so Villanelle is crushed. She's hurt. She's in shock. She can't believe it. She's like, they said Jess. And who knows if she even recognizes Jess from like the last hotel situation. Surely she would know. At least she's still from Eve's team. But it doesn't matter. It's not Eve. So she doesn't fucking care. And she's destroyed. And before we can fully revel in the horrible, sad pains of Villanelle being sad, we are back at the office and the computer is crunching faces and Hugo, you know, it's going to take a while. And so Hugo's like, oh, let's get some food, which shut up, Hugo. Um, And Kenny can't go, which I was like, oh, great. This is going to be a scene I don't like because Kenny has to stay behind and babysit the computer. And initially Eve is like, well, I'll stay here with Kenny. And he goes like, no, 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 come on, let's go get some food. It's my treat. It's my treat. Let's go eat. You did a good job. You solved it. And so they go to a restaurant. And Hugo, in true Hugo fashion, one of the first things out of his mouth, or if it's not the first thing, he talks about getting a blowjob in the restaurant. Right. Or a handjob. Like, Who uh, cares about your handjobs, right. bro? And she's like, yeah, I'm sure that was romantic, trying to change this up. She's like, no, actually, it was very romantic. And I'm like, 
Ew. She's like, do you always talk about sex? Like, that's her first. She's like, Hugo, like, why every time you open your mouth is sex the topic? And he's like, this well, is why sexual not? harassment. <laughs> I'd be like, this is fucking sexual harassment. You don't just decide to talk sex with your coworkers, like, just randomly. Like, it was fun when it was, uh, was her name Elaine, Jane Krakowski's character in Ally McBeal? Because she talked about sex a lot. Wow, that's a deep reference. A yeah, deep but I, mean, I haven't seen Ally McBeal in I such know. a long time but that I don't even know. But it didn't bother me when she talked about sex. I really want to say her name was Elaine. I hope that was her character saying. But yeah, she did what Hugo was doing now. But uh, it, I, I mean, did, but it like I said, me. it's not, it, you shouldn't have double standards with genders but that's the way that it is that sexual harassment is sexual harassment but women if they are the ones sexually harassing there's some sort of weird buffer zone because of the the the, in, the invertedness of sexism where it's like oh is it is it as bad as it is toxic well of course it can be of course it can be but in this fucking situation i'm just like like on the job like that's how you get hr involved really fucking quick like yep. you're just with your fucking coworker or something and they're like hey you know what's crazy i got a hand job over here the next day like th- those are grounds to go to hr and be like um my coworker is inappropriate. Like they're talking to me about hand jobs, and, and I, I certainly didn't ask about right, it. I, I certainly didn't ask yeah, about the I fucking didn't, hand I don't know what gave him the impression that I was interested in these kind of topics. He's like, "Well, you're a woman. I'm a man." <laughs> Back to my Avril Lavigne <sighs> meme of uh, heterosexuality. Can it he be was any a more boy. Obvious. She was a girl. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Oh my god! Luckily but you know what? Comes, it is true. I was looking at an interview the other day where it was like a little boy on the thing, and he was he looked like he was like six, and they were like, "Do you have a girlfriend?" And I was like, "Yo, no one can tell me that they don't socialize heterosexuality like from the jump. Like this kid isn't even in double digits, and you asking about his love life." And the kid was like, "Yes, yes, oh. I do. I have a girlfriend, and her name is Sandy." But mm. yeah, I don't. How do we get on that? Oh, I, it's I, Hugo's I, fault, and you know, it's because I don't really want to talk about what happens with Hugo and Eve, but I also have to because it was very important, even though it was also very fucking disgusting. Uh, the food comes. They and, eat chicken. They have fried chicken. Yeah, Eve like, likes fried chicken. She like, said it was this good. Is good. What's good? Uh, you know what? It's because it's not shepherd's pie. Right. It's like I mean, junk food. You know, you know, Nico don't make no damn fried chicken. Oh no, he wouldn't have the recipe. He doesn't have the recipe or the range and of cooking like, skills. And she's like, what's in this? He goes like, crack and orphans. And she's like, you know what? I, I don't I don't even care. If um, if it's really that, then this is some good tasting crack orphans. I actually believe her. I, she's, she's releasing, revealing more of her dark side. And I actually completely believe her that if she were informed that actual human babies and crack were in the chicken batter that she would still bite it because she's on her come up of bad fucking behavior. She is fully sinking in. Evil grows in the dark and that shit (laughs) is talking about E for sure. I was hoping in her head she was like, oh, I gotta remember to take my girlfriend here when we get back uh, when we link back up because she's got to try this. Well, she's in the moment where she's trying not to think about Villanelle because everyone's been like, wow, you think about Villanelle too much and thinking about Villanelle just the other day got her almost fired again and she yeah. lost Constantine she lost Constantine so she's trying to focus she's trying to be like oh I only have one job left Carolyn was super scary she might try to stab me herself I need to be on my fucking best behavior and she's she's not fucking wrong about that and so for a moment we're back to emo Villanelle roaming the streets emo she's fucking sad she gets pitched I guess a drug pitch from a, a street hey, dealer honey. who's like hey you want some drugs? You want to have a good time? I got some uppers. I got some lounges. She he said, did not say all that. She was like, fuck your rat poison. He was like, but they're organic. Like, that's basically what he said. He was <laughs> like, it's natural. Did you say? 
But she had pills in her hand, so I don't know how organic pills can be because that's usually like, I don't know, weed, mushrooms, something that grows out of the earth. I don't know, maybe salvia. But he was like, here are these pink pills, fully organic. But, you know, um, she takes them because... She she's she she's feeling something. fucked up. She's right. feeling fucked up in the head. And sometimes you want to match that fucked upness with how you feel physically, because that's something humans do. And that's what she does. And from there, I'm like, Villanelle, no. I was worried because I was like, fuck, Villanelle on drugs is scary because that's Villanelle without any control left. Right. That's that's that's, her, that's no self control. Right. And I was like, where All the fuck pilot. is Constantine? Right. Damn it. Do and your job. They do another weird cut here where we see her doing the transaction for the drugs. And then we cut immediately to Eve going, God, this is disgusting because she's smoking a cigarette that she bummed off of Hugo. Off of Hugo. They're outside so the restaurant like, now yeah. and they're talking. And um, God, he's like, if this is gross, I could take it back. She's like, no, she's like, no, I actually need this right now. <laughs> she's like, I haven't smoked since college. I mean, and this also goes back to the fact that it seems like Villanelle and Eve share a single brain cell and kind of like how I would make jokes about my chihuahua where he only can feel one emotion at a time. It's like, it seems like, like they feel the same things, but then there's also an inversion because we commented last episode how Eve was completely unhinged because, you know, she was in the fucking yes. hotel room and she was like, I mean, she literally took that small drink to the head and she yes. was screaming and Hugo and Jess were like, wow, calm down. And the episode before then, Villanelle was unhinged and she was screaming and the episode prior to then, it was Eve again. And so it seems like, you know, maybe, maybe this pattern will continue. If well, it's like, it's like a yo-yo. Yeah. It's a yo-yo. And so if it's been this deliberate, we'll have to see how it goes forward in the in the next episodes. But so far, it looks like they're oscillating back and forth between who has who has control that day, who has their emotions under wraps in some sort of way. And so this time it was Eve's turn because last week it was like, oh, girl, that's not you. And so hopefully I'm hoping since Villanelle goes down super, super hard, super hard this episode, she truly suffers that Eve is the one suffering next episode because Villanelle is... She's had enough. Agro? <laughs> Phil I mean, has had she's enough. not had enough of Eve, but oh, well, she that, may but... have had enough of being ignored. Right, that part, yeah. So I think she's going to have something to say about it, and Constantine will probably be an instigator again. But again, also, I think that that connects to Constantine's own desires that he has either for infiltrating a new organization, getting back in the twelve. I don't know, but you Constantine know, definitely has goals that we do not know of. For this 50-50 arrangement, she seems to have zero of the info. And I don't see myself as being, like Wait, she what called do you herself. Mean zero of the info? Well, I mean, she definitely feels like, you know, he's, she's being pimped out. As far but she as has the has, info, though. She knows who she's killing and why. But, but um, she doesn't know for, not really for who, and then for what purpose overall. But she did. That's why she was upset this episode, because Constantine gives her the information, and she's like, really? Is this what it's going to be? Like, losers and whores? Right. She doesn't want to deal with just, like, adulterers and people who have grudges against their former roommate or a former lover. Because Constantine is like, here's this kill. You have to kill. It's somebody's ex-husband. And she's like, oh. You know, she wants the murders where it's like, this is a politician. This is a fucking president or this is some world leader. And now you have to find a way to infiltrate this super intense party or event and artfully kill this person and escape without anyone knowing she's into that shit. Yeah. That's like, that's like AP classes. And right now she's in like level one freshman classes and she's not happy about it. Yeah. She's looking for things where she can be hidden and espionage, but it's like, eh, Nope, you are to be on full display. Hidden is probably not the word for Villanelle. I would say extra with 
intense purpose. Like you can be extra and kill a, kill just someone on the street, just like a homeless person, or you can be extra and kill a diplomat. And that's that's what she wants. She wants to kill diplomats, people of that level, have everyone see and know it's her, but still not catch her because she's a fucking she's a narcissist. I mean, how else do you how else do you deal with a narcissist who's like, look at me, 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 look at how great I am. And now everyone's looking at the ghost because everyone is looking at the ghost. Everyone yeah. literally shifted towards the ghost. Fucking the 11 or rather the 12. We keep saying the 11. The 12 shifted, <laughs> MI6 shifted. And that's the most important players in the fucking show. And she's like, I can't believe this. Just just a few months ago, I was the most important assassin in this fucking region. And now it's somebody else. To everyone, not only to my girlfriend, but to fucking the 12. Everyone thinks this bitch is better than me. And it's creating a complex, a crisis of self. I mean, if we look at Villanelle now, she Aww. literally has nothing. She has nothing the way yeah. that she used to have. She has no stability. She's different. never fucking flat. I mean, nothing is is the way it's supposed to be. So how is she supposed to be stable? I mean, thankfully, <sighs> Constantine is back in the in the scene and you know he got on my nerves a little bit last season but she needs him right now yeah He's stability. i know that she's atypical and that's probably why she likes being the number two in situations where it's like well here's your target and go do the thing and then we'll come and give you what's next but if she does want more control over her situation she would need to put herself in the driver's seat and maybe even say screw you constantine i know that you think you know what's best for me but i'm not feeling it right now i'm not feeling any of this and maybe I might come back to you when I strike out on my own. But until then, See, you know, peace out. I don't think that Villanelle has that type of, that type of, what's the word I'm looking for? Focus. Like, no, I don't right. think no, she I know. cares. I, that might be true, too. I mean, which is why people like her have to be the talent. Because yes. she doesn't, like, you know, it's almost like a, a, a type of ADD when it comes to, like, murder. Because she gets bored so easily. And if she's not obsessing over Eve or killing, she's fucking bored. And bored means bad Danger. behavior, Villanelle. Yeah. Danger zone, don't do it. And so I don't even think, like, they could, they would try to talk to Villanelle about the specifics about stuff. And you know she would be too in the <laughs> fuck be out. Like, <laughs> She'd be like, whatever, I'm asleep. Like, how she fell asleep on Julian, just, like, in a second. And so I don't know that they could even bother telling her stuff like a handler because she wouldn't fucking care right. remember when constantine was trying to talk to her a couple episodes ago and he was like yo pay attention before she went into the jail in russia and she just wasn't she's like, he was like i'm trying to give you information can you repeat it back to me and she's just like so why haven't you ever slept with me and he's like bitch what the fuck like, we're debriefing what the fuck are you doing and so i don't know that she has like she needs an eve or a constantine and i i drop eve in there because i so desperately wish and long for these two to work together One be a force yeah be a, be a carolyn Carolyn is going to orchestrate that shit and be like, I need you two bitches to work together and uh, try not to make a mess. (laughs) (laughs) Not too much of a mess. Mm -hmm. (sighs) My dreams. And so, uh, yeah. So the cigarettes happening in Eve is feeling some sense of release because, you know, she's, you know, making a headway into this case that seemed like, you know, this is an unsolvable situation. She got all these details together. He goes like, you know, I really saw a spark in you there. You know, it looks like you're he enjoying. Said he said tweaked. And the reason why I want to bring up tweaked is because thing. that's a specific drug thing. Yes, that's exactly why I'm saying it is because he doesn't say like excited. He says tweaked. And so tweaked implies what drugs do, which is taking you to a state of euphoria that is altogether different from your normal reality and it's an elevated alternative altered state reality and given where we go with Villanelle and her her just making this decision to take these pills to like get outside of herself the fact that Eve is literally on an actual high 
that comes from this whole sort of like situation, murder, villains, fucking assassins, whatever, that gets her fucking horny, turns her the fuck on. It's her goddamn kink. She can't help it. And because Hugo is perceptive, he has some sort of skill at perception. Mm. And he's been noticing. I mean, they've that's something deliberately the writer's done that every time Eve is like, this is Villanelle or, oh, Villanelle, we need to get Villanelle. They've done shots to like Jess and Hugo where it's like, hmm, we're clocking how you're responding to this and we're coming to our own judgments and conclusions. And so Hugo, I feel like, Hugo saw her in the room when she figured it out. She was like, yo, this woman's probably a doctor. She's over 35. I got it. This is it. We're doing it. We're figuring it out. He was impressed. Kenny was like, I've seen this already. I already know she does this. But Hugo was like, hmm, it looks like from my 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 skills of deduction that you're fucking horny, that you have just had something happen to you that is altogether <laughs> something else. It's not It's not just about solving this case. There's something else happening. Right, and that's why deeper. he wants to get her away. He's like, no, no, let's go get some fucking lunch because I want to ask you a question. Yeah, yeah, I had hand jobs, but also, are you tweaked? Are you? Because you look stoned. You look high. You look this. And Eve, you know, she's mad anytime anyone calls her yeah. up. She's like, how dare you? <laughs> what do you he, mean? He's like, no, seriously, I get it because, you know, hello. I'm he's like, me from, too. Right, I get it. I'm, I, a, I'm a junkie. Right, a junkie this is why excitement. I'm here. Right. It, it, I'm thrill seeking. I didn't want to die of boredom, you know. And and then he gets to the question he's been wanting to ask all night. He or really since he met Eve and she gave her her yeah. little speech on psychopaths and Villanelle. And he's like, "What's the deal with you and Villanelle?" And Eve is like, oh, "Sirens, don't put me on the spot." And before she can even respond, he's like, "She fancies you, right?" And she's like, you know, she's got that weird, like, don't ask me that, but ask me like, that. Right. Ask me that. Yes. Uh, ask me. And then she's like, true. oh, sex. Like, what is with you, Hugo, and thinking that sex is end all and be all when it comes to like, passion of any sort? Like, passion is more than just intercourse. Ultimately. She's like, maybe we're just two gals being pals. Maybe that's what it is, Hugo. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we're not interested in having sex. And Hugo's like, bitch, stop your life. He's like, what? What else is there? He's like, what? He's Literally, like, <laughs> he's like, what else is there, though? What else is there? And he's like, well, so tell me, like, so do you like watching her or, or being watched? And she's like, both. <laughs> well, yeah, because he's like, well, what is it? What is it about it? Is it this or that? And she's like, all the things, all of the above. Mm everything to do with Villanelle, watching, being watched, all of it, it all gets me going. And it was at this point that, that Hugo's purpose actually became obvious to me because, you know, my friend, we were watching it. She was like, yo, this is disgusting because after they have this, this exchange and, you know, Eve is fucking hot to trot, as they would say in the fucking 60s. There's a lean in. There's Hugo's lean in. Uh, she starts to lean to in too. Teeth. And it's like they're going to kiss. And thankfully, they're saved by the fucking phone. And I was screaming, Kenny. no, 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 no. But here's why Hugo is relevant for right now because I see him. I see his purpose that the writers brought him in. He's a fucking foil. Because up until this point, Eve has not had anyone to talk to, to expose her darker side too in terms of what she's thinking what's turning her on oh, no. and she doesn't have to work to hide it from from hugo because he already sees it in her and he gives her permission to be bad to admit to these quote-unquote bad things she says it herself oh this sounds bad this oh. sounds gross but he's giving her permission to be like hey it's okay you can talk to me about this this is a safe space you want to talk about how you're into villain now that's cool because i'm into shit too i could tell you some stories about <laughs> some killers I've she's like down. no thanks no i'm good i'm great thanks no but that's that's the whole thing i don't think 
think she's like that at all. I think that's that's the point is that Kenny has judged her. Elena has left the scene for scheduling reasons and writing so reasons. Is Carolyn not, is not telling her the truth. Is that the new Elena? I don't want to say no, that. No, you're missing, you're missing what I'm saying. You're missing what I'm saying because Elena was never bad. Elena was her friend who's known her for years. Hugo is a third party who's just come in and can see very clearly what is getting Eve off about these situations. And so it's not a situation where Elena is like, Eve, don't be mad. I'll punch you in the face. Don't go out there and speak to Villanelle because what the fuck? It's not Kenny who's like, wow, you're being dodgy and doing whatever you need to do just to get the fucking case. And I don't like that. That's not that either. It's not Nico who's completely blind to it. And it's not Carolyn who's being manipulative. It is a third party. It's not Jess who's like judging in silence. <laughs> it's another party who was like, hey, I see these things that you are ashamed of and I'm saying you don't have to be ashamed. Right. I see that you are in this job because it excites you and you don't want to have a boring life and hey, that's the same for me. I see that you talk about this villain and something happens. You're turned on. It gets to you. You enjoy it and I'm just wondering what about this do you enjoy? Is it the voyeurism or is it being washed? And she's like, bitch, it's both. And yeah. he's like, ooh. And it's literally them talking about these things, these sordid things, these dark and dirty things as it would be deemed together that is respectively turning them on which is leading yeah. to the kiss. It, to me, it's not about Hugo it's, it's not about not, his fucking it's face it's about the fact on. that he's like oh you get it you get this thing and okay let me sit in it let me fucking smoke cigarettes and like fucking get um, I don't know why there I just had the is... shoulder shimmy, but like Villanelle's like, you here to party? Like that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm picturing with Eve. But like, yeah, she's... something is to be said for someone who can just vibe with you on like that kind of a level. It is freeing to not have all these guards up or having this mask on and pretending to be something that you're not or not fully understanding what you truly are. And someone who literally sees you is saying, this is you. This is what you see. These are the words that you were looking to formulate into sentences to be clear to people around you when you were stuck with that wall and unable to but communicate. See, that's the thing. I don't think Eve wants anybody to know. She doesn't want anybody to know, but she can't help it that Hugo already figured it out. Because if she could hide it from Hugo, she would. Like, she does everyone else. She lies to everyone. And, you know, we haven't even brought up that fucking deleted scene with oh her and Jess. Oh my God, that deleted but scene. But wait, but she fucking lies and she lies to herself. So the fact that she cannot hide from Hugo is what allows her to say it out loud. Because Eve has never said that out loud. Not to anyone. Not to Bill. Not to Elena. Not to Carolyn, has she never expressed a joy and a desire of being watched and hunted, essentially, in a certain kind of way by Villanelle? Because she was she was masquerading to Bill and Elena and Kenny. Oh, I'm scared. Uh, what's going to happen? Uh, we need to get a detail over here. <laughs> really, bitch? You're like, I need to set up my camcorder yeah, to record because I need some minutes alone for an exclusive need some time interview. in my bunk. I um, need to uh, take uh, this private information. <laughs> uh, uh, should I wear the, the slick? dress or should I get the one with the belt or so I think yeah I think Hugo gives her permission to be bad and considering you know she's on this slippery slope I think that's great because I want Eve to get to the bad faster and now that we have nasty ass Hugo and really I would compare Hugo to like kind of a creepy date raper because he's the type yes. of person that sees a bitch drunk and is like you're drunk for other reasons but come home with me that's Eve with Villanelle like she's literally drunk on Villanelle she's drunk on this murder shit and Hugo's trying to take advantage by taking a kiss so he don't yes. got no goddamn scruples so fuck Hugo but also I see his purposefulness in this show I don't think he's a threat at all to anyone except maybe Eve uh, Nico's ego, but fuck Nico. So yeah, and then uh, that of course it's Kenny. Kenny was on the line. He's like, she says, "Oh my God, he found her." And I was like, this was way too quick. 
I don't know. Maybe that just means that Eve did an impeccable profile. She did an impeccable. When she focuses, she's really good. And she she nailed it. And I think it helped that she was a non-white woman herself to be able to be like, I can get into the shoes of this. And also, I'm aware of some of these issues that fucking Hugo missed out when we were doing the other debriefing because he's a white dude. And he just doesn't see the angles the way Eve sees the angles. So the only thing that's keeping Hugo from being great, unfortunately, is the thing that gave him the access (laughs) to the job in the first place was being a rich cis uh white male of means which got him into uh his university and dormitories so that's i'm still curious about how he got to mi6 like jess like i feel like it's i mean that's always going to be my paranoia that all of these agents have some other case in their background because carolyn is so reckless as we now know that she probably involves reckless people all the time to a certain degree and who knows what makes them reckless because she did not inform the team what makes Eve reckless. Just right. Kenny knows that. And so why would she inform Eve about what makes Hugo and Jess reckless? No, that's just for her to know because she's the master manipulator holding all of the cards. Carolyn! Stealing I want, mail is right. a federal crime, Carolyn! <laughs> Someone needs to fucking arrest Carolyn for taking that love that card so from Eve. That was rude. so fucking rude. And I know that it's been happening before this episode, like off screen. By the end of season one, I definitely feel like you said that she would be intercepting mail from Eve. I said in we case. couldn't trust Carolyn at right. all. Exactly. At and, all. and then it's still the thing. It's still that. It's still that season. Now you have the question of, did she write other postcards? Right. Is this something she was doing before and Carolyn got a stack? Oh, <laughs> Oh, Carolyn, right. I, I fucking care so with you. So maybe when uh, Kenny got all those postcards, he just got the stack with Constantine. And because that's all he was looking for. He was not looking for the, the ones addressed to anybody else. Wait, so, who are you talking about? Remember, Kenny was sent by Eve to retrieve any kind of correspondence between Constantine and uh Carolyn. Oh, well, if, Con- if, and- if Carolyn was intercepting correspondence, it wouldn't be in her hotel. It would be no, like back in her crib at the office. Yeah. Yeah. So, but also, if she had a secret place, considering where Kenny found them, she changed it. She changed it. Right. <laughs> she Which changed sucks, it. but it is what it is. Would she be a spy if she didn't, though? Because her son found it way too easily. But yes. So, you know, that happens, and we're saved by the bell from the kiss. And oh, gosh. We are back to Villanelle. Who was going to some kind of underground rave, which as a side note, yay for raves. <sighs> yes, Being yay. a former club kid myself. Watching it's like, the entrance, did you see it? Because it looked like it was a flat ground and then it just sort of opened up and the way the camera It was like an automated it. door. It looked yes. like it was the top of a building or something, automated yeah, door. Yeah, it looked know, like, yeah, roof If hatch. you've ever been to Amsterdam, but it's a pretty fun place to party. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised. Also, electronic music is like way more appreciated in europe at this time than it is in america and it's kind of been that way for a while like if you're not a house head or a club kid and you know just sort of like going to like all the raves and the dress-up queer parties of like the late 90s early 2000s mid 2000s it's not it's not really a scene anymore that's that and that's the vibe that i feel like i was on that kick one day i was like let me look for some like chemical brothers or whatever like i was just looking for random like just i don't know alabaster club kid music that was just like headbangers like things like we were looking at prodigy and things like that it was like let me just make a playlist of all these little hit songs where i feel like yes and prodigy oh they were Mm, they were my faves still my faves from back in the day i feel like this i mean if i had to compare what's happening in this club scene like it's just i mean in general the type of rave she was at it's like 
and look at me, I'm like going through the Rolodex of parties in my head. Like, oh, <laughs> Candace, your party days. Um, but it's like one of those places where it looks like to me that you, it's designed to completely lose yourself in the yes. experiments. And that's why Villanelle goes there is because she's trying to lose herself because, I mean, the girl's in love. She's sprung and she is in actual pain. And Jody does an impeccable job of, of showing us this, this conflict that she's experiencing. And she goes to this fucking party. And um, it's like some combination of like a rec room for a dream. Like when you're talking about like drug things that are just, they're bad and your emotions are in there and they're fucked or like Gaspar No, Enter the Void or fucking uh, that Russian Doll series with Natasha Leone that was just on Netflix. She has a, a nice drug interlude or even Pulp Fiction. It's like that where you just feel it. The song that's playing, what did we say it was? I think it was, um, I looked it up on Spotify. Uh, artists known as Pirate. And the song was Heroes Everything that's playing for that club scene that's in there where she's just fucking she's a mess. Right. She's a mess. And I, I just want to say that when you do drugs that are meant to make you feel happy and you're already you sad, they don't really help you. That's the whole At thing all. is that like if you have drugs that force you to feel happiness by the nature of how they work and then you're fucking depressed in those lucid moments of depression, they're fucking Beware horrible. the come down. They're fucking horrible. Coming. And I think we see an aspect of that because she like she's in the club and she's high. And maybe for a moment she's feeling that stuff. Maybe she's on MDMA or E. I don't fucking know. Some sort of happy drug because why not that drug? if you're in a Villanelle situation and you see her look across the club and she sees a, a woman, I believe it's like a beautiful Asian woman with like a bob cut and she like smiles at her and you think for a second that maybe she's going to try to be on her Villanelle shit to be like, hey, well, I can still shmang. Let me shmang, you know, like uh, peaches, fuck the pain away. I feel like that yeah. she was looking for, but then the girl turns, she turns yeah, away and I feel like dumb. that triggered the Eve, it triggered yes. the Eve rejection. She was like, I'm me, I'm Villanelle. Remember when I look in the mirror and I look at myself and I'm like, beautiful. And this girl looked at her and was like, not you. Or I guess not interesting enough to keep my eyes on you, which is how Villanelle does with the eye contact. And that fucking shit, it broke me. <laughs> because I'm like, who's not paying attention to Villanelle? Yeah. You don't. Uh, this made me girl think with the bob cut, yeah. girl with the bob cut in the club. What you the missed fuck is a wrong good you? thing, right? You really do. You know what that bitch can do with a carrot? You don't know. She won't and know. You'll never She'll know. She'll never you'll know. You'll never know because you played your fucking self. And, and so she, Villanelle reaches to the yes. bag. Yeah, she's like, "Fuck it, let me take the last two fucking pills. I'm getting rejected out here Papa in the club." These pills. And then I was upset. I was at this point during the first airing, since I was like not here. Uh, watching it with you i was screaming i was like no villanelle no 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 who's here to protect my baby villanelle like who's here looking out for her she's about to take two more pills she's gonna be fucked up she needs a chaperone she needs a ride home i I was afraid of the date rape i was afraid that she was gonna be so fucked up that someone's gonna try to take her and then suddenly we have this other situation happening so i'm so happy that all we ended up dealing with was her going to the bathroom and having to pee and doing that like jaw thing people do when they're fucking wasted face and some rude gal a rude gal yes sees a long line like 12 bitches in line like, but she just express. cuts the shit she cut the shit <laughs> like what are you doing then she flips off villanelle and goes well after the villanelle song. tries to be nice no villanelle gave her yeah. a moist she was like yo do you not see the line you're being fucking rude and then the girl flicked her off and villanelle was like oh uh, see it's see it's time for my come down and so i'm just gonna watch the life leave your little eyes and i'm just gonna just choke you to death in this bathroom stall but also if villanelle only has enough restraint 
like what's what's left with her on the spectrum that she exercises very little restraint most of the time in not murdering people that she probably could just murder with that any that that restraint that 10 15 percent it's gone when she's not sober so the minute that girl's like fuck you bitch i feel like immediately she's like this hoe's about to die because yep. she i mean and wow i'm surprised she's still alive because the way yes. she banged her into the bathroom then bang her head slam to, to the right knee to the like, nose knee to the nose in the neck in the jugular i was like yo bitch this still she's still alive and wait and her face was definitely like changing to pale like she was definitely like done for air she's like three inches above the ground oh you mean when she's choking her yeah well yeah because after she beats the ever-living shit out of her and then you have bystander syndrome and maybe those other women were fucked up because they didn't know what to right. do like, they were like oh my god i just came in here to pee something. someone should do something but not me not me i'm not gonna do anything and so they watched this girl getting choked out and I guess that's fucked up. Like if you're not sober and you're just like trying to make it to the bathroom and then you're like squinting and you're like, is someone getting choked out right now? What the fuck? And like, they um, just let anything happen in Amsterdam. I was actually screaming like you didn't know people were watching, but I knew the whole time people were watching and I was concerned that she was going to get arrested. And so the minute she started choking that bitch, even though I normally like Villanelle to murder and I know this was like a therapy murder, like she needed this murder. I was like, Villanelle, please stop. Villanelle, stop. Get, get control you're in public right now like you someone's gonna get you and you're not sober so you could just fall out you could pass out and next thing you know you're in fucking jail and everything's complicated and i was screaming constantine's name i was like constantine where are you constantine what the fuck what are you doing and right when i was positive the girl was about to die constantine appears to be like, like a Bitch. lifeguard finally <laughs> he lets that girl go he's like let her go throws villanelle over his fucking shoulder and takes her out the club with her screaming i hate you and hitting his back. Mm. And I don't know. I think part of that hate is maybe from the fact that you should have kept your mouth shut, Constantine. I think she hates the fact that you told her that Eve was not thinking about her. And now she believes you. She believes you in Raymond and she hates you for that shit. Because I don't think she was thinking about it and she didn't believe it until Constantine in the car was like, oh, you're singing love songs? I'm going to stop that in its tracks. And um, she hates the fact that Constantine took her. Her happiness. Her, her happiness away. Yeah. Her comfort, her confidence, her just her O, <laughs> her actual Sandra O. Yes, that her Sandra O. o. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's fucked up. I'm just glad Constantine appeared. I'm glad he's good for something. And it's really interesting to me that I guess actually I'm grateful for the fact that he gave her space because now I have to assume that he was watching her and that he knew he should watch her. Like, oh, Eve didn't show up for the kill. Mm, she's gonna be on some shit. Let me see what happens. And then. I have to assume he followed her to the club, but like kept his distance and maybe she would have been less aware because she was getting fucked up. She probably popped those pills the minute dude gave them to her. Probably. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking now that he might like rescind or ease back on some of the E. Palastri doesn't love you anymore. He because needs to. That's what I need. He needs to be honest with her. I want next episode for him to be like, look, so I, I, you woke up in your playing. own puke. You woke <laughs> up in your own puke. You almost got us found out and killed somebody. I wasn't, I wasn't telling the whole truth. Like, I tried to dissuade Eve from talking about you and that bitch showed up to break the rules and she's actually the reason I'm out because she was like, I'll break you the fuck out of here if you tell me how to get to Villanelle. So she is still interested in you to the to the detriment of her she gave career. Me, right, her exactly. Job. Like I'm your present from her. He needs to clear that shit up. Yeah. <laughs> he really does. If he doesn't want Villanelle to be completely off her shit, like he needs to clear that shit up up just do it for me do it for us do it for the fans i would appreciate it and it's actually pretty great writing if you frame it right mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. give us things give us all the things oh so after he hoists her on his back and saves her storms from herself. out of the club as she's like you know get over. let me down you know um we get a scene of 
uh, Eve near school, uh, talking on the phone in Korean to her ma supposedly like this is happening nobody was blend. on the line right. nobody was on this the is line a, this <laughs> it was, was a, a fake call she was blending blend. in with the other asian lady and she was like look at me i'm i have kids you don't have no damn kids okay Eve. uh and then uh she's on the phone fake conversation and then she notices a woman who races in front of her with two kids i guess they're getting dropped off i don't know if it's a daycare more than likely it's a school, it's a school. and uh so she uh hangs up quote unquote her her phone call and she uh it's like uh she found money that was on the floor yeah she has like a pound or something Mm -hmm. and she's like oh did you drop this this is your dollar and then she's (laughs) like "Mm, i don't i don't think i dropped the dollar it was me and she's like well i mean someone it's someone's i mean it's not mine should should i keep it and she's like well i mean if you want i don't know why you're talking to me i don't know you and then she's like well what if it was like in a kid's card or something and it fell out which is i guess uh, something that they could relate to. So she's like, oh, well, then you should leave it then. If that's the case. And she's like, well, what would you do? And then she like, goes, I, I, I would keep it. And then she's like, well, then then here, take it. And then she's like, thanks, I guess. And so she keeps trying to leave and Eve keeps stepping to the side to stop her from she walking away. She basically was stalling until the sniper got the fucking sights on her, on her, on this woman's head. She was and then not eventually shows up and, you know, the woman's basically like, yo, like, what are you doing? You've blocked me for the umpteenth time. And she's like, just waiting. And the sight shows up on her head, little red dot. And Eve probably says the rudest and meanest thing she said all series, which is she you don't want me to shoot shit, you in front though. of your children. You right. want me to shoot you in front of your children. Do you? Do you? Is that what you want? Want to be shot dead in front of your kids? Ha ha ha. I'm Eve Pulaski, <laughs> bitch. I'm a spy. I've got an itch to scratch and... She's rude. <laughs> and it's, you know why it's so rude is because she never had that same rude energy for Villanelle. Not no. one time did she no. have that energy for Villanelle. Not one time. I we mean, remember she, Eve. She, she just shot Constantine and you were like, please, please just, come, just with come with me. Just right. come with me. We don't even need the cops. Just come with me. You and me. Just... You and I the together. The closest to the energy she had was when she was like, I'm going to find the thing you love and I'm going to kill it. And then Nika came when she was like, no, wait, no. No, I but she was no. postulating <laughs> because she was just exposed yeah. for wearing Villanelle's gifts and was- like bathing in her perfume. And the fact that she couldn't save face. Like you could try to save face against your crush when they don't know you're wearing their scent, but you can't save face against your crush when they found you in the fucking dress and, and covered the dress, in their right. scent. You like had- there was nothing to do. Right. There was nothing to do. And right. the fact that when Villanelle leaned in to sniff, Eve was overcome. Like she definitely let, let yeah. out like a body shiver. And yes. Villanelle's perceptive. She saw the body <laughs> shiver. That's why she had that smirk on her face. Because Eve was trying to play herself. She was like, oh, who cares about the perfume? Like, oh, I'm going to get you. And Villanelle's like, who you going to get, girl? Like, <laughs> I see you. I'm mm. so glad I came over tonight because I wasn't sure if the feelings were mutual. But I know that But they clearly are. they are. Mm. Clearly they are. And so she convinces her. She's like, well, you should just come with me. It's the easiest way, essentially. And so she, I guess, uh, surrenders because hello. Well, the bitch, she was like, <laughs> what she was else like, you gonna do? She was like, what about sister solidarity? <laughs> Eve was like, not today, I'm ho, not, not today, sister, because sister. Carolyn told me that if I don't get your ass, I can't chase my girlfriend anymore. And that's really what I need to be doing. So I need to get this over and done with and move on to my favorite project. So, yeah, that, so gay for Eve, I mean, that's kind of a big get. Like, that should get Carolyn off. Well, we know Carolyn's manipulating, so, but theoretically, that should get Carolyn off her ass for a little while because she found the ghost and she captured the ghost, something she could not do all season for Villanelle. That's basically, or, well, no, we, we, our final scene with 
Villanelle before the episode ends. Is oh, the she worst. Is the most painful scene, but the also the scene after. that means Jody should get all the awards for season two. Like Emmys, Golden Globe Committee, BAFTA. You already have a nomination for season one, but this look. I'm just gonna say to you right now, it needs to be a shoe in. I'm sure there's other great episodes to come. I just don't know what kind of range Jody is gonna display that rivals the range. Yeah, she no, this is a this contender episode. of an episode this season. She for wakes sure. up, there's a little peek or whatever on her bed she looks as she sees Constantine's on the floor she's Which, trying to piece Constantine, together thank you she was right. on her tummy that's what you do when you don't want someone to die from throwing up yes so good on you Constantine uh, then I guess she's heading towards the bathroom for the pivotal scene that we're going to talk about in just a second uh they I think there's a hard cut to uh Eve I want to say and Carolyn's staring at Eve through a two-way mirror well, yes, Eve. these last the last series of cuts are are juxtaposition between Eve getting ready to do her interrogation, and Villanelle having a similar type of realization for herself because it seems like there's realizations happening on both sides for Eve, and it's again with the contrast they're doing with both women each episode. Where for Eve, it's like she seems to be stealing herself for this version of herself she wants to become, whether she wants to admit it or not, which is a little bit closer to Carolyn. It's cutthroat, it's badass, it's rude, it's mean. It's like that line she delivered to that woman about shooting her kids, like, bitch, what? Like, we that wouldn't, we couldn't see that. Line, right, that was not an Eve Palastri season one line, that's an Eve Palastri season two being Carolyn's fucking, under Carolyn's line, because that was, that was edgy. That, that was, was extra. Edgy. She didn't have to go and do that. Someone else could have delivered that line, but she wanted to be the one to do it. And so I feel like we have have this excellent ju juxtaposition as we go back and forth between Eve putting her hair up, which, you know, she's like, I'm, I mean, business, I'm putting my hair up. Carolyn is through the looking glass, essentially looking at her, thinking whatever manipulative thoughts she's thinking about what's going on with Eve. And Eve is preparing herself to play this role, this role she already started by saying, do you want me to shoot you in front of your kids? Because there's no softness there. It doesn't there look like this right. woman's going to have the impression like, oh, I see you. You want them scary agents who's going to threaten me, threaten my, my life and my kids in order to get what you want. OK, that's great. And on the other side, you have fucking Villanelle, who is devastated. She's devastated. fucking devastated. But it's like she has a moment through that devastation where she allows herself to fully feel it. The loneliness, the rejection, whatever has to be going through her mind where Eve is concerned. Oh, Raymond was right. Constantine was right. And it's like she has this moment where she's like, wait a minute. Look how deeply I'm feeling about Eve. Look how affected I am. Look at this actual pain I'm feeling. And for someone like her, we know that if she's a psychopath, doesn't mean she's without feeling, just means that it is fleeting or it's hard to get or it's rare. And so I have to imagine that that type of sobbing, which is what she was doing, that kind of desperate sobbing where snot comes out your nose because you're so fucking upset, has not happened in a long time, possibly if ever for Villanelle. We don't know. Maybe she cried over Anna, but did she cry like that? Was it the same type of because because her situation with Anna was totally different. I mean, yes, there was some. Hmm. You know, it's hard pressed to say love, but love on Villanelle's side, like her version of love and Anna's like abuse. But but it was a different type of situation because as we've analyzed that Anna never really knew Villanelle. And when she got to know her fully, she didn't like her. Right. Or she was she she thought it was gross or ugly where Eve is like, I know you fully from the jump and I love it. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a different situation. And, you know, she goes to that scene, which literally breaks my heart. I was screaming, no, 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 please. No, God, no, don't make me suffer through that scene again. But then she comes through it with this smile of like, like she's almost thankful or relieved that Eve is Eve has made it possible 
for her to feel this range, this range of emotion that she probably did not think was in her lane. That she was like, that's just not for me. That's not what people like me have is these intense feelings. And yet here I am sobbing in the mirror, completely distraught, completely lost over this woman. And wow, it's like a gift. And it's almost like, yeah, it's a gift. Yeah, it's a gift. And so, well, for every other person who might be like, wow, you played me, you forgot about me. I'm just going to try to get over you and fuck the pain away. I really feel like this will further endear Villanelle towards Eve because she's like, she fucking made me cry. She fucking made me distraught. I was just out there taking pills and acting a damn fool for a hoe. And I did not know I had the capacity to be this sprung. Right. Sprung, unhinged or like... uh out of control, out like of not control. not able to control her actual urges yeah. and emotional display. Wow! And then uh, they're coming to these realizations. They're both looking. Well, it's even in a two way mirror. She, I guess, should know Carolyn's name, but she's looking at herself. Right. And Villanelle's in the bathroom mirror, looking, you at, know, herself. looking at herself, yeah. that puke and stuff, and you know. Talk is this like the halfway point and who really knows because we know there's like this 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 dance this thing that's happening with with villanelle and eve and some sort of evolution of self you know beyond what they thought was possible or what maybe what they thought they were capable of and it's interesting because i i would like to think that both changes are designed to bring women the two women closer to each other villanelle is discovering empathy as it relates to Eve, I don't know that empathy is yeah. elsewhere, but then she was looking at that hetero couple and she was like, Gaby, Gaby for the future. And I'm right. like, wow, that's what happens when you sprung as fuck. That's right. what happens. That's exactly what happens. And so it's just sort of like, I don't think that happened with Anna. I don't think it's possible. And so she's getting to a place where she's like, maybe I could have something that's not totally stabby with Eve because I want it. And Eve is like to the place, well, I don't fucking mind being with a fucking assassin because I'm not as good a person as, as people like to think I am. I, In fact, I'm just not. I'm a bad person and I'm in this place where I'm I'm willing to embrace this badness. Like Villanelle said in season one where she caught her with the gun and she was like, ooh, looks good on uh-huh. you. And she was like, taking it to heart, taking it to heart. Murder looks good on me. I'm going to, <gasps> you know what I just wondered? When do we think she, like we haven't seen that scene where she tries to push a man in the tracks. So you're whoa! thinking about the man in the tracks and I'm whoa, whoa, thinking whoa, whoa, whoa. that's going to be the same episode that she gets the flowers that's spelling out her name because we haven't seen that yet. Yo, you're right. We thought those flowers would come in episode one, but they have not. So why is she sending Eve? Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. Wait a minute. Hold up. Let me get, I'm theorizing. Okay, so hmm. there's people saying that and you know, I always say people saying, but it's stuff I see online and then half the times I'm wrong. But there are people speculating that the Nico, <laughs> even though we've been speculating for weeks, when the Nico and Villanelle scene comes, that it's next week. Because of clues, oh, this old building, oh, the set shot, but whatever. five's gotta be big. I mean, yes, I guess Nico could be. No, he it, could but... be, he could be, he could be. But just, it, okay. it's just, I don't it's, need it to be Nico. Like, give me more of the ghost. I want the no, ghost I need interrogation. It to be Nico. I kind of need it to be Nico. I need it to be Nico because Carolyn's on her fuck shit. And I need for Carolyn to stop intervening with my girls communicating because now I don't know what this bitch is up to. And I hope Villanelle's like, you know what? Obviously, I need a face-to-face moment with Eve because she's ignoring my letters. And, and Villanelle can't. She can't abide by that. She can't continue to be ignored. Right. Like, so if the postcards aren't working, she's going to have to do a more direct message. And maybe that's through Nico. Because if she talks to Nico, Nico will absolutely be like, yo, so your girl Villanelle caught me up in the courtyard <laughs> today. She showed me her stab wound, said it was the most erotic thing that ever happened to her. Do you want to explain yourself, Eve? Do you want to? And Eve will be like, just call Gemma. <laughs> 
I could, I could see that. Or Villanelle could be like, call Gemma. Well, yeah, call Gemma. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Oh man. Or she'll be like, I saw you and Gemma together the other day. <laughs> I don't know. I just want Nico out the paint. But I do I do want Villanelle to level up next episode in the sense that I want it to be obvious that she is jealous. She is unsure of herself for a person who's never unsure of herself because she actually is believing that, like, okay, Eve is not thinking about me. Maybe not completely forgotten about her, but, you know, like we said, 5 to 10%. 20% whatever of Eve's mental energy going to another woman, another assassin, it might as well be all of the energy because yeah, Villanelle's not about that shit. Right. You can't give Don't a speech. Don't share me. If you want me, earn me. Like, I thought we loved each other. We got past this. Why are you now drifting away? But you can't make a speech like like Eve did at the end and then I'm not spend a bitch to be sprung. Like, right. she's like, all the time. All the time. I lost my job. I lost my man. I lost my friend. <sighs> And then she's like, now what, Eve? She's like, I don't know. Just sit down. Just, just, just. Yeah. Just sit down so we could talk, so I could just tell you some stuff. And so you can't get over that shit. I, I'm telling you she's not over it. It's only been a couple of weeks. Like, there's no way to be over that confession. Because no one else has made a confession like that to Villanelle. I am positive. I yeah, am no, sure. It's, it's no one the has truth. Done it. It's only like, please, no, don't kill me. Those are the confessions they make. <laughs> or, I or, got money. Or kill me. I can pay you. Or kill me. Yeah, or kill me. Yeah. Murder me. Anna. Rob me. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's, it's a different category. Yeah. It's the hedonistic uh, category. What if in the next episode we are getting um, the potential buyers, the names or info on the potential buyers of the info that uh, the Peel organization is selling? Or what if we get the death of Peel before the cell goes through? I would love the death of Peel oh, Jr. Yeah. Before yeah. the cell goes through because he's fucking annoying. He is. So he could just go in general and I would just like enjoy the, the lines or whatever like um, remark. A clever remark that Jess and, and Eve have when they see his fucking body and how he's left. But then, well, then actually we'll prove your idea whether it's possible or not where you think it's more than one ghost. Because if they have current ghost in custody, that then, means the 10 or the 13 will have to activate new assassin, uh-huh. which could mean that there will look hardcore for Villanelle and maybe they're aware that Constantine and her are freelancing and be like, hey, so they got our ghost. We heard you're available. Because we got spies. And, and <laughs> we so know what's going on. We have high profile targets for you and the money that goes with it. And then Villanelle's going to be like, what? Me in the limelight? The spotlight Right. Again? She's like, fuck the money. Am right. I in the spotlight? So right. you're telling me that the ghost got caught. But then I will she'd be like, she'll be like, ghost got caught by who? Who got who caught the ghost? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, who caught that bitch? And they're like, oh, off. you know, Eve Palastri. <laughs> she, <laughs> she put that shit together in two days. She's like, oh, I see. <laughs> two days. Yeah. Oh, well I see. done. Right. Villanelle, I mean, you, didn't you suggest that Villanelle might kill the ghost? And I, I mean, could see that might. happening. Mm-hmm. I could see her killing the ghost. Like, they're trying to get information from the ghost, and Villanelle deads that lead, and she's like, it's right. dead. That's going to be the first job from the If you want to lead, come to me 13. for the lead. Right. It's like, well, the first thing we need you to do is to silence our other active agent. Like, or okay. if it's not from the 13, it's just designed to get her back in number one, because prior to this ghost, she was the number one thing to be like, we need to get Villanelle. We need to talk to her because we need to know what the 12 was up to. And now that the ghost is here. They're like, well, we could talk to the ghost about 13. And so she's like, no, 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 let's bring the focus back to me. And what I bring to the table, I just killed your ghost. And uh, before I killed her, I got all the information I needed. So if you guys want some shit, you gonna have to deal with me. And by me, I mean, Eve, yep. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> 
That would be I'll a be great my way. I'll be on my bug. Feel free to visit whenever you're ready, sweetie. Uh, and it's like, oh, Carolyn, your assets. I mean, we. You told me you got this ghost, and then now all of a sudden <laughs> she's dead. I mean, what what kind of operation are you running? Operation Mandalay is. It may just have to just be. We may have to just destroy it. I think we're up and done. I think we are. Carolyn would be like, no, because that now I have two for the price of one. I have one, uh, rogue, uh, villainish agent who has information on not one but two different organizations. Ay, Dios mío. Wow. So I don't know. It's it was an action packed. I mean, it was an action packed action packed for my emotions. Uh, it was emotional because there was a lot packed. of stuff going on. I'm way calmer now that we've been sitting here, had some coffee, and we've talked through it, but. It was really definitely painful to watch it like early and then suffer alone yes, and then yes. just like suffer in general <laughs> and then not be able to go online and scream. But also I had nothing to scream because I was still in shock. So it was just kind of like the, you know, in your mouth, it's just like screaming silence, but you're just you're in distress. That's what that's what was happening here. So that is the danger of getting the premiere pack from AMC. Yeah, but know. please, it's, it's, a, it's a catch. 22. I'll say if you can't wait, go get it. Just support the official release. Spend the $5 or whatever it is, $5.99, I think it was, and just get it. So that way, by on our days, we get the episodes on Sunday. We get them on Friday. Friday, they're ready to stream. And it's like, well, depending on how your work week looks, that may be your payday. That so then you makes got my Killing Eve episode, like my Killing Eve week, nine days. And I don't, because. Because it, that's what happens and that's what fucks me up because then you're like immediately like, oh my God. And actually we didn't have the previews and that fucked me up for a whole day and a half because they weren't nowhere to be found. I was like, I need to know what next week preview is. I need to know what next week preview is. Don't yeah. do this to me. Don't do this to me. What's happening with my girls? And so, hey, if you're all right being tortured and in turmoil for an extra 24 to 48 hours, then do it. Remember the safe word is fishtuk. <laughs> fishtuk. Fishtuk. But do it at your own risk, guys. I, I would like to say I'm not going to, but because I'm so thirst, thirst McGurst when it comes to Killing Eve, I know I will. And so I'll just be suffering in perpetuity until the season is over, it looks like. Yeah. And AMC then, getting my money. Uh, and then they released some uh, gifts, uh, BBC America. And I'm starting to think of, should I just try to do some screen capture stuff and look for faces and facial expressions to use to, in conjunction with like tweets or whatever? Or is I don't really know. Oh, you how mean to do like all killing Eve memes? Yeah, yeah, like they started doing. They added a whole bunch, a slew of gifts. So now, if you put in "Killing Eve" and some, well, of yeah, the they GIF added it to Giphy, like Giphy yeah. stickers and stuff. You guys searching there, you can see. And I mean, it's the bare minimum because BBC, where is the merch? Where is the merch? I, mean, I see people asking, "What? I want pajamas." That's not merch. That's a I mean, giveaway from the fucking giveaway. costume department. Yeah. And so, while I want them to call my name, and also. Any, any one of you listeners, if you get those pajamas and you can be talked, uh, bribed or swindled out of those pajamas to give, to give them to me um, just to wear yeah. one time at a con, Halloween, I don't care. Like, I'm just saying I'm willing to do things. Hit us up in the message box because I, mean, I desperately, desperately want those pajamas. But yeah, like where's the fucking merch? And people have been asking online because, again, the only thing that existed as official merch from fucking Killing Eve was that goddamn pin of La Villanelle that was at San Diego Comic-Con in 2018. I have that pin, but that's it. Everything else that exists with Killing Eve on it that we have in our possession was crafted by ourselves, by me. And so it's fucked up, whether it's posters, had to print my own goddamn poster, whether it's like t-shirts and fucking hoodies, which I'm wearing one of our property of Villanelle 
shirts and i don't know if you guys seen them i need to post them on instagram again because that's declare your allegiance really I mean, that's it's the least you could do i mean you could do we're out here villanelle. and villanelle is suffering right now she needs yes, us more than ever she needs to support look her your energy just you know vie for her affections and attentions to say that we see her we feel her pain let's root for her we need to see her coming out on the other side of next episode on the high i mean you could give e the love for for all i care only because i'm tired of seeing villanelle suffer two episodes ago we saw her getting choked out by some dude and this season I'll... has been really rough yes. on villanelle fans i just look i just need them to kiss or shmang or violently do them both at the same time before the season ends just so that i get what i need out of the season which i guess technically i'm already getting what i need but i could get more i'm a glutton just like Villanelle, so why yep. the fuck not? Oh, we should also give a first shout out to our to our official. Like we had someone hit us up on Instagram, and if you guys are out there, have you noticed that we have been trying to add posts in between actual work schedules and continue to engage you guys with our content and like funny memes and things we make about the fucking show? And so we actually got a message today from a listener. Let me find it. And we want to shout out the real Ashley M who wrote to say, I just found this podcast and started listening this weekend. And holy hell, I love you guys. Thanks, Ashley. We love you too. Yes, thanks so much. Uh, she continues, you are basically having the conversation I want to have with my friends all the time. I'm going back and listening to all season one as I anxiously await for episode four tonight. Thank you for making the vulgar, queer, Killing Eve obsessed podcast I've needed in my life. P.S. Nico sucks, bitch. Yes. You ain't said nothing but a word, bitch. <laughs> you have spoken the truth. The, the truth of life, goodness the truth. honest to goodness truth. We appreciate you. I feel like we should send her a free T-shirt or something because we've been reaching out. We have desperately been reaching out and be like, well, one of you lovely people out there, just just, just reach out to us so we can give away shit for free because I'm telling you we have wares. No, we've not photographed it. I promise I will upload a photograph this week of stuff we've made, but it's out there, you guys. Organizing is hard, but like we're, work is getting done. <laughs> it, it is getting done. There are bit, steps are happening. There's progress. Somewhere. Steps are happening. Steps have happened. They've happened. Like our original like Killing You poster that we printed like so long ago. We're like, let's give it to a fan. But we never did that. Soon we're doing it. We will hit you up on Instagram, Ashley, to see if you want this thing and how we can get it to you. But thank you for reaching out. We appreciate you. And um, I lost my train of thought. I mean. Uh, did you want to go I, over maybe the trailer that we saw? Oh, or, yeah. I mean, you know we what? don't have to do the other thing I'm where shooketh. we talk about the, I'm the opening. About now. See, the thing about the app is you get the opening minutes, the opening scene, like right before the title card, Killing oh, Eve. Oh, we do. We do get so the opening scene. We do scene. get that. What we're, we won't touch it now. We, we made... will touch it. It's because... <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to hear it, we'll put it in the chapter notes too. Fast forward. But it looks like it's the scene from the trailer where... Villanelle is in a car wash beating up a man. And so are we ever mad at Villanelle beating up a man? Nope. I know I'm not. I'm nope. not friends. It's not me. I'm always happy about that. And so what happens in the trailer for next episode? We know that the episode is called, you said it, Smell You Later. Smell You Later. Which, hmm. So, um, hmm. yeah. Does a, that involve perfume? We'll see. Does it involve? I we'll wonder. see. There's a, a footballer who looks like he's getting ready to get into his vehicle. Um, Villanelle is actually on like what I guess. It's oh, like you're the talking window. about the opening minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah should yeah, we yeah. not she's... do that? <laughs> no, no. I, I thought we were doing the trailer, but we can go to the opening minutes first. So, yeah, she's she's on a roof and she throws like what a slushy or a slushy or milkshake yeah. or whatever. Pink. And then, you know, he's angry. He's, he's like, oh, to... who did that? Who Something. did that? 
Uh, now I've got to go to the car wash or whatever. And to then, die, yeah. which is what happens. And actually, I wanted to mention this too, even though it hasn't happened yet and we've seen the scene, is that, first of all, the most recent of Villanelle's kills have been deliciously brutal. You know, we go with this last one where the guy's disemboweled and this next one where presumably she does kill this guy after she's done. And she literally beats him with her bare hands. And I just have to tell you, there's something more fun for me as a Villanelle fan seeing her beat a man with her bare hands. Like it's that, like that's kind of hot. It it's kind of hot because it's not a knife. And it's not a gun. It's her fist. All right. It's passion. That's hot. Yeah. Well, is it pa passion from Vassandra? I mean, hey, okay. It could be a little from column A, a little from column B. Because, you know, after the the bludgeoning, you know, she gets to still see the life leave from the Eve, eyes. She got that Eve Palastri energy. I really feel like she's she's pent up and she's ready to punch a bitch. Um, and we have we seen Villanelle punch anyone? I It stood out to me because I don't know that we've actually seen Villanelle like just close her fist and try to knock somebody the fuck out. It's usually like, here's this fucking knife. Here's this cool looking needle in your eye. Here's a gun, right? Here's poison. Here's this perfume. We've never actually seen Villanelle do straight up brutal violence. And just, I just want to say, I appreciate it. Oh yeah. It was kind of like poetry. It's something about a woman beating somebody up with their bare hands will always excite me. How much What does that you... say about me? Well, <laughs> do you think that was a freebie? Wait, what? <laughs> you think she just did that shit because she's mad and she's got shit to work she's through? Like, mm -hmm. I'm bored. Mm. I, I, well, I like to think that when Villanelle's bored, she just murders men. <laughs> like, yeah, she's like, like, well, who am I, Who can get a murder today? So those were. So that's the scene that we see is that we see her drop the cup and then like beat this guy's face in a couple times in the car wash, I assume to a bloody pulp, which is awesome. And for the scenes that we see of the actual trailer for Smellulator, we do see those opening minutes of her beating the man inside of the car. I I mean, it's there's someone giving a lecture on psychopaths, it looks like. I don't know if we saw who's giving the lecture to the MI6 agents. Maybe it's the ghost. Maybe it's, the ghost is some, giving a debriefing. Yeah, I don't it, was some, it could be another ghost. It was somebody else. In, it was Not like another ghost. The ghost they just psychopaths. had. Psychopaths. No, that was a guy. Oh, well. I was like, hey. I don't. I didn't get. To, I didn't get a good look at who was teaching, but maybe it's an MI6 agent. No one looked interested. If that helps, so it's like some fake professional. I'm thinking, fake professional. You know, That's someone rude. who's really bad at profiling. Because we so know just a regular MI6 agent. Because oh, well, yeah. if Sorry. they were <laughs> not a specialist, I meant not a specialist. Not That's a not a Villanelle whisperer. Yeah. And there's also, it looks like Villanelle is seeking comfort from a bellhop or something, or potentially luring him to his death because she opens the door. At what I presume to be a hotel, she looks like upset, like the bellhop looks at her. And then the next shot, she's in his lap and he's like patting her head, looking like, well, is this, it's not what I thought I would be doing with my lunch break, but okay. And so, do we think that this is Villanelle still on her, like her sprung emo ness, where like she's kind of being like Eve, Armando, tell me about these windows? But it's the bellhop and she's like, bellhop, <laughs> come inside. I need someone to talk to. I'm lonely, please. I think that's literally what happened. It was I her, so. tell me all about your windows. <laughs> tell me what's on that menu what's on that menu to go oh, right that's literally what she's that like was. i love food come on in and tell and me about like, what i had oh to order oh my god why am i still here i need to go yeah he was patting her head like he wasn't sure if if he should be bailing this very second or what was going to happen to him and so that's all i really remember from the preview i don't there was nothing to indicate that for sure the nico confrontation where she probably shows her stab happens this week 
uh, or rather this upcoming episode. I think if there is truth to that, considering the BBC loves to feed the fans several times a week, I assume we will get some sort of clip or scene hinting at it sometime soon, hopefully before we release the snack episode so we can muse about it. But yeah. Those are my guesses. I don't know if you have any other predictions that you want to make, but my prediction is well, I will be distraught. Well, yeah, distraught is happening. <laughs> Whatever I'm it is, I'll be distraught. We're going to get at least two more deaths in the Peel organization. I'm thinking we're going to get big Peel deaths to the point where he can't deny the fact that this MI6, the obsolete MI6, is actually right about him needing more protection that he just doesn't have where it's not his father's team that's getting right. you know cacked at and now it's his team because it's uh you know they it's just coming home they run out of people to kill so I, well in this in this creates like we said it creates some sort of wonderful quandary of if there's other organization they're not going to be happy that mi6 just took their ghost and actually i didn't mention this before but this is another route for maybe eve to be taken because remember, we have those scenes where she's taken by some sort of SWAT group elsewhere. And so this could be a reason that the the 13 takes Eve. Because they're like, wow, bitch, you found our assassin in two days? I can't believe this. Because that's basically it. Like, Eve, Eve was on her villanelle shit. And the minute Carolyn was like, you need to do this or like... I'm wiggling my eyebrows, but I hope you get the feeling that death is around the corner for you from my hands. And Eve was like, oh shit, I better do something right. Two days! Two days, Terrence, and she fucking has the ghost in hand. Yep. Wow. So I guess, you know, while I've said time and time again that Eve is a shitty fucking spy in the field, she is an excellent researcher. She is so fucking intuitive. And when it comes to lady assassins, women killers, because she too wants to be a woman killer, I don't think there's anyone else right now working for MI6 with the closing rate in terms of like how fast it happened than E fucking Palastri. And Carolyn was probably thinking that to some extent while she watched her through the mirror. She's like, you, 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 you remind me of me on your <laughs> bullshit, but so talented and gifted, but still on your bullshit, unpredictable. But you know, Carolyn, considering your history with Vlad and Constantine, uh -huh. do you really have room to talk? And actually unknown, was it Julia, the fucking morgue woman she was with? You know, Carolyn got mad hoes. I'm just like, Lebanon is a thing. And I know that once someone, listen. Also, shout out to MI6 having equal opportunity employment for queer people. Because this is like the third or fourth high up couple that's been mentioned. And I love it. Oh, yeah, actually. Because we know that like boss, Carolyn is one level of boss. She's got that that fucking gay energy. We know Carolyn's other boss. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. We don't know if it's confirmed, but let's let's just say she has it too. And then the boss above them, Paul, he definitely, he just got left. Yep. So Eve, you're in good company, which is which is why I say again that, that Carolyn got to have that gay dar. She knows what's going on. She's like, Eve, you may not know fully what's going on yet, but I definitely do, which is why I'm manipulating you and Villanelle to get what I want out of the situation. Which is to not be fucked over because I completely bungled Lebanon. And so I've got to <laughs> I've got to do something. Right, yeah. Gotta do something right. I think that's Do you think that this is the last we'll see of Carolyn's boss? No. Yeah, I think you can't do something like introduce someone that tier. And that and cool. Not and that fucking her. cool. Right. The demand is gonna be way too high. So how did she get her fucking office? Like, right. what did she do? Right. I'm just loving all these fucking women. It's literally my fantasies, my desires that you can tell me that there's some fucking organization out there where people up there being highly competent and highly deadly and a huge chunk of those people are women. Yes. Thank you. Please. 
appreciate it. Love it. That's 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 all I have to say there. It's, it's perfection, and it's why Killing Eve is the best for me right now. Killing Eve is the best show on TV. And I keep trying to explain to people how I don't have the same enthusiasm for Game of Thrones. I don't know how the fuck that happened when I was such a big Game of Thrones fan. But honestly, it's Killing Eve first and foremost always. And I was even more excited for this episode of Killing Eve than I was to see Endgame. Um, actually, yeah, I was about to say this is a good palate cleanse for the rage that I had <laughs> for the most anticipated movie. Whatever. To, I'm guess, still mad race. about my missing Captain Marvel scenes, but I'm just going to try to work through that anger and work through that disappointment and just move forward with peace and positivity and with the hope that, you know, Emerald and the rest of the fucking crew at Killing Eve are going to keep giving me what I want, even if it destroys me in the process. Yeah. So thanks, guys. <sighs> <laughs> it's like we had a deep sigh at the so same time. So what we're going to do is, as we always do, um, we're going to just sit with this episode, you know, Marinate. bask in the afterglow. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, is this a glow? I'm I suffering. Mean, I, I mean, know. it's, it's a is, it's a type of glow. It's a low. It's something. Yeah, it's something. But and then we'll come back and we'll have, you know, extra thoughts about it. And we'll bring that up in our uh, snack episode along with our, you know, um, favorite, lines favorite lines and, and stuff. I'm Me. sorry. I, my mind drifted back to sad emo villanelle, and I got <sighs> sad again. I was like, "Why is it doing this to me? Yeah. Why do I have to suffer like this?" Um, <sighs> I don't even know how long this episode is. Probably long. It's what it deserves. This was a fucking lot. You yeah. Guys. I wasn't. Expecting I'm looking a load. for people to join our support group, the Killing Eve yes. emotional support group, for when fuck shit like this happens, and they put the fandom fucking through it. Yeah, because they just pull my people apart. And I want them together. Why is everybody, no one wants them together and it's bothering me. I think it's because everyone's jealous. They don't got the same, the same kind of fiery relationship. And who wouldn't be a hater? These women know each other intrinsically through and through. Apparently they're on the same page. Apparently they're so fucking connected that they even began fucked up at the same times. Eve is getting her high off of just being fucking bad. And crime and Villanelle's actually getting high. Like, this can't be a mistake. This can't be a coincidence. But it's just a further illustration to me that these bitches share one brain, one soul. Mm-hmm. And they just need to be together. That's it. I, You know, it doesn't have to make sense with the plot. This is the one time that I would totally accept the plot. Give me a dream sequence. Just give me what the fuck I need. But you know what I'm actually hoping for? And I said this to my friend the other day because it occurred to me. I don't know if you, I don't, you said you never watched Black Sails, right? But there's like, you have to get into it just for like some of this same like, like anarchist gay gal energy that happens there. And it's basically what I want to have the kind of energy. I, mean, I already said what kind of energy, you know, when we did the fucking Lady Saw song about what we want the energy to be oh, yeah, when Villanelle right. talks to Nico. That's right. But there's also a line in Black Sails and it's like season two. And the character of Anne Bonny, you know, has been having her gay come up, but not knowing that that's what's happening is her burgeoning bisexuality. Or as I would say, like, she's fully, um, fully gay, just like incidentally heterosexual <laughs> due to the environment. But, you know, it's, it's bubbling up in her. She doesn't know what's going on. And her partner, life partner, sex partner, whatever, for the majority of the show, at least up until that point, is kind of like taken aback by her quote unquote irrational behavior. Because in the process of the show, she's like killed these men and done these things to defend this woman that logically don't seem to make sense because it puts her in jeopardy as like a pirate and her and her partner, right? And so it gets to a point after they've like had a kiss, they shared a kiss and 
the bitch finally figures out like, oh, I wanted to kiss this girl, not kill her. <laughs> That's what it was. And Jack, who is like her partner, confronts this character, Max, and is like, yo, so what's up with Anne? I saw you over there trying to manipulate <laughs> her with the kisses. Like you just, cause this character's also, she was a sex worker. And so in a brothel, see, she's like, I know what you, I know about you fucking sex workers. You are just manipulating my girl with like, with like your sex worker tricks and it's not going to work. And she basically has this line where she's like, and she's got like this fucking Creole accent. She's like, perhaps if you could ask Mr. Stay and Mr. Atz. And she's referring to two characters who Anne killed which ended up getting him fucked over just to save her and like defend her honor. And so she had that energy of like, I have to show it to you where it was such gully, confident energy of like, mm. so you mean you're trying to tell me that she did all this? She killed all these people. She risked everything, risked our relationship just because she wants to sleep with you. And she was basically like, yep. <laughs> and, if, and if you're confused, if you're confused, why don't you ask those dead dudes about it? And that's basically what I want for Nico that and is Villanelle. Some energy. Yeah, for him to be like, wait, wait. So you're trying to tell me that she stabbed you and she's obsessed with this case all because she wants to fucking sleep with you? And Vanel's like, yeah, why don't you uh, ask your wife's underwear next time you go home? <laughs> and, uh, what she's been doing in her bunk? But no, yeah. So that was a side tidbit. If listeners out there haven't watched Black Sales, it's true. I just spoiled something for you. And I'm sorry, but at the same time, it's not a big enough spoil that you should not watch the show. In fact, it is the spoiler that should lead you to the show to know that there's a queer relationship between Anne Bonnie and Max, who is a woman of color um, that is actually rather fun and romantic and surprising in this show. But anyway, I'm done being off topic. My coffee cup is empty. Oh, that sounds like it's our time. This is a coffee <laughs> cup is empty. Uh, uh, be sure to, I guess, like and subscribe and things. People do say do say things like that, but I mean, it helps with metrics, I guess. So people, that's kind of cool. Was listening to like other podcasts of like friends of ours, and I'm like, people do better jobs at like requesting and promoting themselves. But it's like, thanks guys, we love you. See you next week. Right. But yeah, like if you guys ever feel like rating an episode on iTunes, that's cool. That helps. We see a few of you have done it. Hey, thanks. We appreciate you. Um, but if you want to also do it more or if you haven't done it yet, that's cool, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I just care that you're listening and you're vibing with what we're saying. You could even disagree with some points except for that Nico's like important. You can like, disagree with everything except the fact that Nico is trash, that Nico is annoying, that Nico is whack. Yeah, otherwise it's like, what show are you otherwise watching? Like, what are you watching? <laughs> if you are Nico Hive, I'm sorry, there might be another podcast that is uh, better suited towards you because the minute something nefarious happens to Nico whether it is death, a knob chopping, or he's dumped. You do realize oh, that we will be bubbly, popping the yep. bottle of champagne that we yep. have ready. It's waiting. <laughs> it it's waiting. waiting for that episode, you guys. Just want to let you know, we're not fucking around. We can't stand Nico. And Hugo is coming up quick. If oh, Hugo did is. not serve a purpose to get Eve to her dark side, then I would say Hugo's right there too. But I'll, I'll give him some time. And we have, what, an episode of No Rolling, which is great. Yeah. And... Maybe. Do you think we'll see? You think we'll see Raymond I think, again? Oh, that's his name, Raymond. I he said Roland. Roland. <laughs> I don't like him. Roland, I didn't Roland, like his. Roland. I didn't like his. There's hands nothing to like. On, on There's nothing to like. There's nothing so to I'm, like. I'm really done with him, but I feel like he could be someone who could follow a scent. So let's say if he was someone who's supposed to retrieve. Oh, you're referencing agents. next week's title. Smell you later. Yes. So he may be the one to be like mm, Amsterdam. I know it's that Hugo Hugo was the one who said the line desperate times. I don't remember when he said it, but I guess we could we could throw that in there because I do remember that. But it was Hugo, so I cared not much. 
but maybe smell you later. Just who, usually someone says the line, but that's so, do you think Villanelle says it's, it? It's immature. It is immature. So it could be Villanelle because she but, can be childish. So it would be either her saying it to Constantine or to Raymond. It would be Really? Like, Raymond's? If he shows up. Smell you later. Versus Eve? You know what? Uh, this is just, if this is me. Eve meeting, this is my one track mind. So it I doesn't mean I that it's I thought I saw logical. her looking outside of Eve's window back in London. I thought, did she open the door? I thought that's what that whole preview thing was doing. Ooh, but that you know how wrong. Eve loves to be watched. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And what about this bed scene that people have speculated over that they say is in the book, but we don't know because we didn't read the book, but they say, oh, there should be hopefully maybe a scene where Eve is, is in her, her boudoir pulling her tweet she's like oops there goes my shirt over my head and mm. she's 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 in her bunk thinking about things and it's supposedly villanelle i'm just like where's that scene at man i need it if if there's a purpose hugo has to serve it has to be to get her to her being more overt about her actual sexual desire not just her intellectual desire to get to know villanelle but the sexual with yeah. the intellectual but, oh, they may make us wait till season three the what the fuck are you saying they may do no, that Terrence! I know you don't want to hear that, but it's Stop. like they know what they got going and they're not going to be in a no. rush to Delete. do anything fan service. What? <laughs> it's half the episodes. Service. Half the episodes in this fucking show are fan service. Let's they be are. honest. They These are. episodes are like fan fiction come to life. They are. And still we're greedy and we want more. So I reject everything you just I said. I that it's I not season it. three, but that's just the way it's trending. Well, remember the quote from Sandra Oh about whatever scene is shot between her and Villanelle at the end of the season, and it's very physical, and it's the two of them together. And so we know that anytime they're in the same room, sparks. And so if there's that scene she described, that she said it's action-y, it took a while to shoot, it took several shots, I feel like that involves action, like fighting, rolling, some sort of something that there has to be, like even if it's at the very end of season two, like there has to be some sort of mutual confirmed attraction. But at this point, Eve has already confirmed it. She's dropping nuggets every day. She's like, yeah, I, I would jerk off to Rose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do these things. Like she's telling us, oh, it's the watching and the being watched. Like, okay, girl, like she's already let us know that the sexual energy is there. But I just, like I said, I want that overt Mulholland Drive type scene just to, because I need it. Gratuitous. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Just, I need it. It would just put the icing on the cake. And um, that's, that's just what I want. And for Nico not to be home. Right. Give, give us <laughs> things. I was tweeting. I was like, whoo. I was like, I don't know who I have to pay, but this is a Nico free episode. And then the next scene. Oh, um, they, you played yourself. Goes, right. and they played like, you you like, jinxed yourself. You jinxed right. yourself. I was like, that's what I get for breaking him up. Uh, speak of the devil and he shall appear. But he got played tonight. And so he didn't get to be on his bullshit like he was last episode. Right. But Gemma, baby, he got played. Don't give up on the love, baby. And f instead, Eve walked away this episode, which I yeah. was happy because she got walked away from like three times last episode. She so said, she did the walking. Going to bed. And she oh. was like, don't, don't rush. Don't follow me up. In fact, stay down here with, uh, was it Jordan? <laughs> yeah, Jordan. <laughs> and Jordan's like, yo, I didn't sign up for this fucking family stone drama that you guys got going on, but whatever it's the job all right guys so be on the lookout for our snack episode uh again let us know what your thoughts are on the episode if you feel like there was something we might have uh missed. are you we okay may. yes are you alive are you do you need a support do you group? need help right because we, we because we're here yeah feel free to send us a message on any one of our social meds that are not dead anymore they're slowly moving slowly but they move it they, they move guys 
We're doing stuff. We're doing stuff. And so we're just here. If you want to reach out and get some things off your chest about this incredibly emotional episode of Killing Eve and where you think our ladies might be going, if you have any suggestions or pointers or things we forgot, I'm sure we did forget things and we'll try to pick up on those in the snack episode. But per usual, we thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Oh, wow. Of yeah. Killing Eve episode four, Desperate Times. And I'm feeling desperate fucking desperate. Times. They fucking they titled that right. shit yes. correct. Desperate. Yes. I'm desperate. Villanelle's desperate. Eve's desperate. Just desperation abounds. So I hope you guys have a great week. I hope if you saw Endgame, you enjoyed it to the best yeah. of your ability. I hope you were not disappointed by the lack of Captain Marvel scenes. Spoiler. No spoiler. Is that a spoiler? Uh, I don't know. I'm sorry guys but we'll talk to you in a few for the snack episode <laughs> yes until next time guys here's hoping you get killed by a woman lady gators that's Bye. corny but <laughs> I, I gotta keep trying new time. shit <laughs> <laughs>